Welcome everyone to it's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. So uh, Lord Satan? Uh, us, Lord Satan? us. Oh, oh, that's what I meant. Us. Um, and yes. for this episode, we're doing something slightly different, which you already know if you're a listener, and if you don't know, this is the literally <laughs> the worst episode you could have jumped on or, board. Or if you look at the title of the episode, if you're blind <laughs> or and have never listened to an episode of Story Lords, I want you to turn it off now and go back to the first episode, right, and then come back to us. Wow. Oh. Wait a- <laughs> It used, to be called, it used to be called. It used to be called Bros Before Pros, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> might be yeah. confusing. Yeah, uh, but this. Ep- if you're blind, get out of here. <laughs> oh, no, no. And if you're deaf, you're not going to hear what I'm saying, unfortunately. Yeah, so, that's true. Unfortunately, uh, maybe I don't know if they. How does that? I don't know how that works. Do, does SoundCloud have a subtitle function? I don't know. I've never used it. So yeah, I think they do. I think they do. Yeah. All right. That's cool. If, I'm not going to wait on it. This. Uh, but <laughs> See, this, I have no idea. This episode is our post season one wrap up Q and A emails, uh, whatever other words you want to use that I can't think of. Episode fuckery, um, uh, vacation. Yeah, episode. our let's oh, it's be a beach episode. Clip, <laughs> clip show. Our Riker on the table. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 do a clip show episode. Uh, mainly. Uh, because we needed a break, if we're 100% honest. Writing 26 episodes in a year has been exceedingly difficult. Um, it's hard to do shit. Yeah, uh, especially 26 episodes of continuing quality and humour. Um, I would say better well, increasing, and better yeah. quality. Uh, yeah. Continuing quality? Question mark uh, for me. <laughs> just, just go with it. Just go with it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets better even. Yeah, yeah Josh is right. I almost said rich. Other rich is right. Drish. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> Drish. <laughs> so, um, we asked our listeners to send in some emails. We got some listeners from some patron uh, emails from some patrons. We got some emails from some regular listeners. We got some emails from people I don't even know. And I've never heard of, so which is good. I don't know most people, so that's mm, not that true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At least there, there's like a several billion people. I don't. At know. least two billion people. I don't. <laughs> what know. are you unpopular? Yeah. At least, yeah. Like I know yeah. several billion people. Easy. Uh, <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Debbie. Right. I mean, you've just described a million people. <laughs> yeah, Jim and Debbie. There's a million. You just described a million people in our like hundred mile radius. <laughs> uh, grunch. Grunch. <laughs> that's a. That's probably two more. Mm. Doctor Grunch, MD. Wow. Doctor Gay Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Gay Hitler loves the program. Yeah. From the grave. So on this episode, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be reading your emails and answering them. And they better be good or you're going to get fired. Not you, Josh. They're going to get fired. Oh, oh, God, I just got nervous. (laughs) Um, So email number one of 33. Oh, my God. Is from Sean Darkling Tabor. He sent in... (laughs) Eight separate questions, which is exactly what? how we wanted to roll with this episode. What? That's not. That is not. Tabor. <laughs> that is not. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to roll for him. This was the first email, so we didn't know if we were going to get any uh, emails. 
Okay, all so, right. So he's he gets rewarded for being the first yeah, one. Yeah, he's, okay. he's put the apple on the desk, or eight apples on the desk. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means, but yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, bros, or is it lords now? It's lords. Uh, it's lords. 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 Thank you for picking my prompt of Q&A. That, that's clever. Uh, please, ah. please feel free to admit any questions where you feel the joke might not land. Well, I mean, I'm just going to... Well, thanks for the email, Tabor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, fucking shit. For... for, Question one. Question the first. For Jeff and Rich, which character from another bro story do you think you could take in a fight? Um, Flyman. Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah, you could take Lionel. Anyone could take Lionel. Lionel pre-early story, maybe not Lionel. Yeah, early Lionel. I could take him easy. Why don't I get to answer this? You You have your own question. Um, I could take a jokey. I can take a sock. I mean, you've probably taken a few socks. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, Who could I take? Could I take the Candle Cousins? Probably not. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, what, what do you, you want to beat the shit out of some preteens anyway? <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh, which character yeah. from another bro story do you think you could take in a fuck? Oh man, there's so many. <laughs> Again, a jokey. <laughs> a jokey for sure. Uh, uh, Myrtle Smelly kind of does it. <laughs> I, I know this about you. <laughs> She could, like, she could do that deep throat with that right angle neck of hers. Yeah, yeah, oh, she does. God, no gag reflex. All right, well, I'm off the podcast. I think self-firing. Uh, I mean, I, Lionel's girlfriend. It seems pretty cool. Oh yeah, Tamia. Tamia, yeah. I was like, which one? Uh, the watch? Yeah, yeah too. <laughs> Not the computer. Yeah. She got the right. Not if the... she's got the right port, though, Josh. Yeah, I like a USB two. <laughs> Flip your dick over twice before it goes in the right way. <laughs> I can never get it in right the first time. Um, question two: Where do you guys record the podcast? I imagine I, I, I record it at a fucking Home Depot where they're constantly <laughs> showing off fucking lawnmowers, giving demos. Uh, I do it at the Indy 500. I think we all know that. I record in uh, a cave with very limited Wi-Fi. So, England. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I imagine Jeff records beneath a lone flickering light bulb at a card table in a basement with shadows in corners that never fully retreat. Even under direct light. I picture Rich it's recording... pretty close. <laughs> I picture yeah. Rich recording from a plush easy chair in a luxurious smoking jacket, surrounded by nine yeah. fireplaces, all merrily burning the bodies of his victims. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I'm just picturing you sitting in a chair in the middle, just profusely fucking sweating with full yeah. roaring fires around you. <laughs> it burns the sins away. Um, and I can picture Josh recording either in the ball pit of a McDonald's play place or from a magical tree growing out of the dumpster behind a 7-Eleven. No, this is an exaggeration. I understand it could be a Wawa. <laughs> Dude, it's probably a Wawa. I took a piss behind a Wawa wasted one time. Wow. That makes sense. You took a That's Wawa. That's extremely on brand. A Wawa wee wee. It was that... It was at a wedding. Wawa wee- wedding wee wee. Why were you at a Wawa at a wedding? A Wawa wedding. 
Because I was wasted and I was hungry. But why were people uh. getting wet? Ma- Wowied. <laughs> Married at a Wawa. They weren't. There was just a Wawa well, down the street. Oh, and there oh was okay. A, uh... I thought it was like a theme wedding or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wawa themed? Mm, the most yeah. Philly wedding you can have? <laughs> yeah, let's go to Wawa for the wedding. Let's cut, we did let's cut the cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> the cheesecake. Our wedding was right across the street from a Dairy Queen, so the entire wedding party just like fucking yeah. filed into a Dairy Queen and got ice yeah, cream that's afterwards. Great. That sounds perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I record in a, a, a room in my house that should be a bedroom, but uh, I've converted it to a little geek uh, den where I work from home sometimes. And I've got two cabinets that are chock full of shit that Rachel doesn't want anywhere else in the house. Uh, namely stat- uh, statues and statues. Lego. Um, yeah. And behind me is an Ikea Kallax that has like a 5x4 one that is full of board games. 5x4? You don't go with the Billy? No, You don't go with the... We don't go to Billy? Kallax is a better for board games because of the shape of the boxes. Yeah. And then okay. on the right-hand side of me is a boiler cupboard that and the boiler clicks over every fucking 30 seconds oh so if God. you ever hear clicking on the podcast it's because of that there you go and next to the boiler is big jim the guy who shovels coal into the i tell him to be quiet but if you do hear shovel scraping against coal that's big jim yeah all right all right masters 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 <laughs> i'll just be another five minutes um, Gotta you, get the boiler up. If if you want to see where I record, go watch the um, Star Trek. Uh, what was it called? Something Forces. Oh, the one you did for Continue. <laughs> episode of Continue. Mm. Yeah, and look yeah, in the little can... TV screen behind yeah. me, and that's the room you I record. <laughs> like really small. Yeah. yeah, this tiny little compute, like floating head screen. That's the room I record in. It's I record office. in the living. Yeah, I record in the living room. I used to record in the office, but I did, I missed the sounds of uh, race cars <laughs> driving by. <laughs> no, I just don't have any windows in there, and it, I like get real like. It's like summer, and I yeah. want to see the sun or something. Well, also, mm-hmm. like when you're sitting here for like however long we normally do it, like four and a half hours or something like yeah. that. It's yeah. like with breaks and tangents and stuff. Um, like you need to see the sun and you need to get some fresh air, right? Yeah, I need like a window, yeah. like at least one window. Yeah. Uh, what are the other five hundred <laughs> questions? Question three, which is a common question, a lot of people ask have asked this: Is there a book, series, or author that you would say had a major impact on the way you write or tell your stories? Terry Pratchett was a huge influence on me, and I particularly love Josh's stories because they often read like if Sir Terry got fired from Mad Magazine for being too horny. <laughs> hashtag that's goals a, at the end of the... Yeah, hashtag that's goals. a compliment. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I write like me. I don't really have... I don't think... I don't know. Chuck Tingle? <laughs> oh, I can see that. I, I don't know. But I was doing this before Chuck Tingle. You, yeah, were. you were. You were. Take that, Chuck Tingle. What about you, Jeff? Come on the show. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. Literally. Uh, I think, uh, wh- like, whether I want them to or not, I think Goosebumps have yeah. a pretty heavy uh, nice. influence on the way I tell these stories. Especially if there's uh, the reason why I keep putting kids as the protagonists of yeah, the stories. Yeah. yeah. That and Are You Afraid of the Dark. 
But um, yes. I think uh, Dashiell Hammett, like the uh, Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. and like uh, Raymond Chandler's Philip Marlowe novels, like the noir detective fiction, is the biggest influence on like everything I create in one way or another. Mm-hmm. That Frankenstein PI yeah. porno parody that you <laughs> helped write. Frankenstein PI SS. <laughs> I like that I helped write it. <laughs> Somebody else also wrote one. <laughs> yeah, I would. Go- oh, here comes a race car. Yeah. Wow. I had Ghost wrote it as Josh Donger. <laughs> Josh Dingle. Dingle Donger. Um, I think my influences are probably pretty obvious, like Twilight Zone, Out, um, Outer Limits, Star Trek. Um, but also like Saturday morning cartoons, like ensemble casts. Yeah, yeah I think feel like oh, yeah. you know, like you have to make your ensemble casts look different as well as act different. I think like in a story, it's hard to sort of like tell a story with eleven human characters in and make them like interesting. Yeah, they gotta you gotta have the goofy, silly aliens. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like it's not. I'm not fucking writing Succession here. You know, I'm writing <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> silly tales. So yeah. they need to look different and they need to sort of like be I can't you know have a character who's a shapeshifter and not turn him into a Looney Tunes character who like you know turns himself <laughs> into a dustpan and brush and yeah and turn him into plastic away. Man. yeah exactly yeah um the uh you're you're like 100% right and like I, I don't know what fucking hell. holy shit is that in your you living like room <laughs> You like that shit? This is where Josh records in the uh, cab of a monster truck. <laughs> I'm in Bigfoot right now. I'm in Gravedigger, son. Gravedigger. Gravedigger. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No, but like the, the Twilight Zone is such a huge influence on the way that I write that literally when we were doing the podcast, we, we everyone was like, okay, Rich will do sci-fi, Josh will do fantasy, Jeff will do Twilight Zone. Yeah. And we said Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there was a story I wrote once. I, I started writing it, and... Um, I wrote the end of it. I was about, I'd done about seven pages and it was a Twilight Zone episode that I'd written and I hadn't even twigged until I started putting the twist ending in that it, I'd already, I'd read, I'd watched this somewhere before. Yeah. It was the Twilight Zone episode where, you know, <clears throat> it was the new series, no, uh, Outer Limits episode where it was the new remake of the Outer Limits. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it was the where the two uh, the humans had been in a, a war with aliens for like a hundred years, and there were two in a cell, and one was like try uh, like breaking down. I don't know if you guys have seen this one. One was breaking down. See. We have thirty two more emails. To <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tell yeah. a fucking we're story. Not, um, no, we're only on part like four of um, one uh one of the pilots was talking to her commanding officer and say like she was breaking down and saying like they're gonna kill us and stuff like that and they're gonna yeah. win and the other guy was like well no because like um th- no one knows this but me but there's like a secret um deployment stage on the other side of the planet and we're gonna st- counter strike them and stuff like that and then she gets up um and says like Oh, thank you for the information. I'll tell my superiors. Um, And yeah, yeah, and I'd written that, and I was like, "Shit, that's an that's an Outer Limits episode." Um, And I had to write the whole story again. Yeah, of course they did. 
Um, there's, there's no original thought. <laughs> que- question four. If you had to pick one of your fellow bros' cinematic universes to live in, which one would you pick, and what do you think your life would be like other than Shaw if you pick Riches? <laughs> Uh, I'd pick riches, because, like, I I want a gun. <laughs> I want a space gun. You're an American. Sword. Like, that's true. I could just go get one at the uh, at the Wawa. I mean, yeah, there's, exactly. a, there's a lot of sex going on in, in your universe, Josh. I think, like, I wouldn't... Yeah. I, I wouldn't t- say no to that Pass universe. That up. Yeah. I don't know. Josh's it's, universe seems so disgusting. Like, the way it's described is just the grotiest place you, to ever exist. <laughs> have you ever been to Ryza, Jeff? It's like Ryza. Oh, well, I'll pick that then. I mean, if I, if I lived in Jeff's, I could yeah. just be, I'd just be me. Because, like, um, that everything that's going on is so secret. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Unless exactly. you're directly involved in the story, you'd have to have some kind of like fucked up like experiment done on you. Though. Yeah. yeah, like Which the, the way the things cool. work in my story is like if you if you become involved in the story, shit is gonna fucking suck for you. Yeah, you better yeah, become not, not involved in it. Yeah, it's very Stephen King. It's like, oh, uh, what's what's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> what's gonna happen to this guy? Uh, Myrtle Smelly, though. Show me some of that floppy-ass <laughs> neck, girl. I don't like this podcast anymore. <laughs> uh, which candle cousin were you more like as a teenager? And which oh, candle man. cousin do you wish you were more like as a teenager? Mm. <laughs> I hate it. What's the goth one? I was Chris. the goth one. Yeah. yeah. And I would wish I was more like Chris now. Yeah, I don't. When I don't, you're, <laughs> when you're old, point. your heart dies. <laughs> <laughs> when you're young, your heart is fake dead. You don't realize yeah, it yet. But you're when you're pretending. old, it's real dead. Yeah. yeah, you're just living, living on dust. Yeah, gets worse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Nothing matters, Jeff. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I. I, d- I think I was somewhat in the middle. I was neither. Like, I flew under the radar at um, secondary school. I wasn't, like... Uh, I was just got on with people and didn't really care. I didn't want to be there. You got it on with people no, in no, secondary I school? I got on with people. Like Now, what do you want to live in, Darren? It's <laughs> horny little bitch. Yeah, no but, doubt. But, like, uh, I hated school. I hated every no, secondary school. I did, school. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, hated, I hated, like... Uh, middle school, which I don't know, it's like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade here, mm. uh, and elementary school. But in high school, I had I I realized like it didn't matter. Yeah. I was like nothing, none of this fucking matter. I didn't realize like, that until like late college that like yeah. things didn't really matter as much as I thought they did. Yeah, yeah. This is all like we're just be. I knew we were being babysat, mm. so I was like, fuck it, I don't. care <laughs> Yeah, anymore. that's all it is. That's I, all it I've is. never exactly been the cheery enough at any point in my entire life to be a Peggy. Like that's just not <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. I, I like I was never goth, but I was far closer to Chris than ever I was mm. to Peggy. <laughs> I wore safety pins and shit. I was all kinds of goth. Punk, I guess, is what it was called. <laughs> there were goths, but <laughs> I was. I think I was just too much of a um, 
even Pro- then, probably a nihilist <laughs> and didn't want to be involved in absolutely fucking anything at that point. Yeah, a sex-addicted nihilist. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's ironic that I had a whole conversation about nihilism with your Toon Hounds Discord. You did, <laughs> I saw it, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it, but it doesn't matter. I'm more of an absurdist, I think. Yeah, everything's yeah. silly. Mm. Yeah, like I, I kept like, good friends from school uh, that I still have that have been over this weekend actually, um, and um, that's all I care about about school. I can't. Yeah, I don't even really hang out with anyone I, from high school. Really, Zane. I think we have question six. Uh, I didn't go to school with Zane. Did you not? I thought. I thought you no, did. No, they met at um, uh, game revision. Really? I thought. Yeah, I didn't go to. Yeah, so he went to like a fucking like Richie Rich oh, like private she? school, uh, and she's all like, "I'm sip tea and ride horses." I thought I saw a picture of you at a, like a high school dance together. I mean, was it our high school? <laughs> <laughs> was it my high school? I don't no, know. no, I don't. I saw you in. Are you talking about? Wear. A- oh, that was an award show. Oh, I know okay. you're talking about. All right, fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad we went over that live on the show. <laughs> Look, that's what they're paying for this month, right? Uh, like, that's right. We're, ch- that's we're tapped right. out. We need a break from the stories, and yeah. this is what you get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> question six. Fuck, marry, kill the flamingos version. <laughs> I mean... Oh, my God. Um... Fuck Crumb. I can't, I can't kill one of them. Because he's yeah. already dead. Yeah, I know. Whoops. But then, well, you can cheat. Yeah, that's your way out, right? That's your freebie. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll kill... Um, oh, Duncan. My, Duncan. Yeah. My brain kept saying Roland. Kill, like, <laughs> kill Duncan. Uh, my own brother. character from a different thing, but whatever. <laughs> that's his twin brother. <laughs> kill Duncan. Duncan. Marry uh, Chickpea. Fuck Crunk. Damn! Crunk. Yeah, that's his name, right? Gunk. Gunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna that fuck and marry over. Gunk. <laughs> yeah, wow. 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 I mean, Chickpea's got to get some love, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll fuck and marry pe- Chickpea as well. I'm a big. But then, the peppercorn will have to like live with you because they're like codependent twins. <laughs> oh God. That's fine. <laughs> There's a basement. That's fine. <laughs> he, he likes computers. Sorry, all computers. All computers. Um, uh, seven is a depressing one, and I think you've done it. Oh, in Josh a... didn't answer. Oh yeah, you I'd didn't. Fuck Sorry. Them all. And I'd kill them all, and I'd marry them all. Not I, necessarily I in that pick. order. Yeah. Hopefully not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Darren's is pretty pretty filthy, says Jeff. It's pretty grody, says Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, you're uh, not always talking about the grodiest shit that ever lived when you're talking about how the streets run with poo poo and wee wee and jism. And there's just uh, <laughs> gelatinous cubes everywhere. They're just full of jizz. They're not made of. Yeah, jizz. but they're full well, of it. You... How how long can you be full of something before you are it? Right. I don't know, Rich. How long have you been full of shit? Oh my uh, god! Uh, a long you time. Just... <laughs> you just set a landmine down and walked on it yourself. I love Darren. I love how grody it is. No, I know. I, I'm just um, 
Seven is one that we you guys have talked about recently on Shoot the Shit on M Class. So if you want to know what uh, everyone's favourite job, uh, first job was, and why it sucked and stuff, you can go listen to M Class podcast. Um, and I was born and it sucked. <laughs> yeah, life. That was the so... job. Um, Question eight The trolley problem But on one track you have the Technomancer And on the other other side you have Pavlov Flinch Why would you pick Pavlov And then back the trolley up to run him over a second time (laughs) For for me it's the ties Oh my god Fashion faux pas Leads to death (laughs) I just For me I think it's because I I always picture him like with like applesauce in his pocket, like not mm. like it's in not a container, in like a motz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's he just like dips yeah. his fingers out to get some, and then just yeah. shovels and it in his sticky. mouth. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's like he smells like that fucking shitty apple smell. There's oh, like God. there's like a continuing joke that I keep writing that I think the other side of the joke is way funnier, but I've not <laughs> been able to figure out a way to fit it in. Where every time he reaches for his gun, it's gone. He doesn't remember where he put it. But I just yeah. picture it like sitting in the car seat of like his neighbor's car next to the like a, the fucking baby stroller with the baby Dude, in just, it. Or like... Just do, just do like a like a like the gun is your fucking Merc monk. Just yeah. do the gun. Like just it, it hard cut, cut. It cuts yeah. to like a fucking Seven Eleven and like where yeah. a fucking giant Monster Energy drink used to be in the in the yeah, like it's, like, it's just a gun. <laughs> cut to like a vending machine it's like in the vending machine next to like the Reese's cup meanwhile in Pavlov's, in Pavlov's uh, kitchen uh, the microwave turns around to reveal a gun inside <laughs> <laughs> it's in the microwave um, I think it helps that um, the Technomancer got um, the Technomancer yeah he got a creepy funny weirdo yeah. and Pavlov was always the guy with the sticky fingers with the sort of like black lint on them in the stickiness yeah yeah pavlov would actually suck to yeah be he really like, he would. would suck to i just be i just fucking for some reason pictured a little kid waking up in the morning and being like oh the tooth fairy's being and takes the pillow <laughs> up oh, like God. 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 <laughs> yep yep <laughs> yeah pav because pavlov could exist in real life right yeah. and we've all known yeah. a or worked with a weird Pavlov. So the Pavlov I worked with, um, I worked at Blockbuster and um, w- while I was at university. And um, this girl who I worked with, please tell me you guys aren't eating. Um, she no. used to take no. her earrings out um, and with oh, the bit that went through her ear, used to pick stuff out of her teeth. Oh! Yep. Dear God. I know. Oh! Yep. Oh! It's so gross. So gross, and she is Dude, a Pavlov that, flinch. Oh. She is a Pavlov flinch. What and the? She fuck? put it back in her yeah. ear. Yeah. Were her yeah. ears constantly infected with fucking disgusting? They should be. Pus? I would not oh. be surprised. Dude, check. I know. It's called toothpaste. Yep. I would. I would. Uh, by the way, I would never run flinch over with a train. That's my fucking money train right there, <laughs> baby. I'm gonna ride that straight to Hollywood. <laughs> Trolley problem. <laughs> Um, yeah. 
that's that one. So I might come up All with right. more later. Only well, one. More email. <laughs> yeah, I might man, come up. That with... was like a half hour, <laughs> half an hour. I might come up with more later, but those are the ones I wanted to get out of my head. Love the Dorkling Tabor. Thanks, Sean. I will. I will say that Sean Tabor sent that email when we had no emails, and we were like, "Oh my yeah. god, we're not gonna be able to do the show." <laughs> We really, we really fucked up. We really, really fucked up. That might be a two-parter. <laughs> Give ourselves another week off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thomas. Mm. Next email. Thomas Martin writes: Fuck Mary Kill, Pavlov Flinch, Flyman, Sokajoki, Filk the Frog, Myrtle Smelly, and Technomancer. <laughs> Oh my god! How do you fuck man? Like, so you only get to pick three. Yeah. Well, it's it's like two. It's two sets. The first one is Pavlov, oh. Flinch, Flyman, Socket. Oh. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, Mary kill. Kill Flyman because he wants it, right? Yeah, no, you're doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah, don't do him any favors. Uh. <laughs> now you gotta fuck Flinch. Yeah, that's what I'm going. That's <laughs> uh, that's where it's heading, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck Flinch, marry Hajoki. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, marry Flyman, because he's already miserable, am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Marriage. Kill Flinch, fuck Hajoki, because why not? One more time for old, old time's sake. <laughs> um, I'm going to kill Flyman. I'm gonna fuck Hijoki and I'm gonna marry Flinch and have a completely sexless, loveless marriage. <laughs> it's a marriage of a marriage of inconvenience. Inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna are you gonna live with him though? Because that's terrible mm. in and of itself. Well, he's always at the neighbors stealing their Wi-Fi anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. That's why rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second group: Filk the Frog, Myrtle Smelly, Technomancer. Hmm. Fuck Myrtle Smelly. Hell yeah. Kill the Technomancer. Marry the frog. Yeah, I'll be down. Are you gonna explain that to your friends and neighbors that you're married (laughs) to a frog? Uh this frog fought a rat with a (laughs) It's a it's a war hero. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go for that as well. I couldn't bring myself to not kill my own horrifying creation. Yeah, he got good and funny. Like he got like like I liked him, which was cool. But like, but he's, know, he's still gonna. He still it, killed man. billions of people, so you know. He's still gonna ruin the universe. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just gonna say the same thing because this seems really difficult to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this one's hard. <laughs> like uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to marry the technomancer. He's gonna no. be spending all of his time with his fucking imaginary dog friend, and not me. You know, <laughs> Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm's gonna get in the way of some things. Um, thank I'm you not for trying that to one. have a threesome with an imaginary dog. No, every that'd night. be complicated. Um, thank you for that one, Thomas. Or Hershey's the not Hershey's the not so wise as he signed his email. It's a great name. Uh, we got a message from Phantom Thief Goofus, or, but who also goes by Ace Wizard. Um, mm-hmm. Ahoy, Trek! I mean. Hello, my lord. You're not going to read the title? Oh, it's called... Nice. It's called Ugler and 69th Wave Feminism. I thought that was a genius <laughs> title. <laughs> it's very good. I saw this one. Yeah, you guys... Yeah. 
It's your boy, everyone's favourite he, they, user, known cool crimes doer, FTG, Phantom Thief Goofers, <laughs> studio audience loses their shit like when Christina Applegate enters the scene in Married with Children. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, other Jeff Masters, I had a question in regards to Ugla. She's the first woman of her family to graduate from Wizard Yale and the only woman woman of her graduating class. She is also the only last wizard, period, yeah. as of this writing. So, right. my question is, were other women inspired by Ugla to take up the arcane arts? Do you need a beard to be a wizard? Why is magic such a goddamn boys club anyways? Is there even a real <laughs> difference between witchcraft and wizardry or is it just an aesthetic thing? Am I overthinking the funny <laughs> sex comedy segment of the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I don't see why, like, other women wouldn't want to be wizards. I, I just think that, like, the idea, I thought, like, the idea of, like, a woman with a beard wizard was funny mm-hmm. at one point. And I still think it's funny. But then I was like, well, like, what if she's, like actually a good wizard yeah. right like probably like, the best that'd one be cool yeah she's the only one laughter you know so like i don't know uh do you have to have a beard yes if you're a wizard you have to have a beard yeah that's the rule and if you have to have a witch you have to have a long crooked nose so yeah witches are more like i think witches are more like druids yeah. right like they're more like nature yeah, wizards. connected to the earth and yeah yeah also, but, like, you have to make a deal with Satan to be a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, rules. like, they're kind of cooler. <laughs> cooler than wizards. True. Although, Reese's does know Satan, so. If you Best have to be, pals. If you have to be a witch in, like, that film, The Witch, you also have to be unintelligible and have to turn the subtitles on to understand what anyone's saying. The, the, don't you mean the, the witch? witch? Yeah. Look, that the, movie the rules. It does rule, but I just wish I that, that people movie. would make dialogue, uh, yeah. it, like, understandable in Isn't there fucking a goat in that movie? Yeah. Black, he tells, he tells the lady to live deliciously. Mm. Is he called Black <laughs> Donald? His name yeah, is it's uh, a... Black uh, fucking... Uh, we had this conversation with Crystal yeah. a while ago. <laughs> yeah, what is... Yeah. The bitch goat name... Black Doug. It's like Doug, Black right? Philip. Is Black Philip. Philip? Oh, there okay. you go. We were close. I knew it wasn't going to be anything I thought up, so I just looked at yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, whoops, that one question splintered off into several. Oh well, love the podcast and I await season two with bated breath. Trek, uh, storefully yours, Phantom Beef <laughs> Goofus. I also go by Ace Wizard too these days. P.S. A Cab and J.K. Rowling can stink it. Hell yeah. Stink it! Stink it. <laughs> Shirt it. Uh, so, Nick. Whose phone is ringing? Not mine. No, Somebody has their either. phone next to it's like old timey cell phone shit. I can hear it in the mic. Oh, Rich's mic just keeps going. Oh, I so hear often. like the phone. Like, remember in like 2005 oh, when like, cell phones were fucking. Time has passed. I hear it, so I don't know. Not in my house. Not in my phone's in my bed. I already got yelled at for that. Next email is from Travis. Travis Barker, cool. Hello, Lords. I have a question regarding an approach to a cursed item, as you would see it, in any of your selected genres. What makes an item cursed? 
Will terrible coincidences be enough? For example, I own an electric guitar that I received from my father. He, quote unquote, inherited it after a friend of his went hunting for a grizzly and, well, lost. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's Sunday and I don't, I can't unpack this today. Uh, His father's friend, Travis's father's friend, went hunting for a grizzly bear uh, and was horribly and horrifically mauled and probably killed. And his father inherited his beloved electric guitar, and now Travis has got that. Uh, did he Pavlov flinch and forget his fucking gun? <laughs> How did he lose to a bear? I, like, well, I, a grizzly bear. Did he walk bear? up to it and just the, fucking, like, yeah. the bear did the Dempsey roll and got past the fucking bullets <laughs> and then uppercutted yeah. his head off. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> it was like uh, Vega. He just stretched his bear on and slapped the gun out of him. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> so sorry, Vega, Vega had the mask. Sorry, sorry. Uh, one owner out of three has met an unfortunate end, so likely this item isn't cursed. If I got taken out by a bear, though, that would be two out of three. So just bad coincidence? Yeah. No, if you both get taken no. down by a bear, that is cursed. Yeah, that's a curse. Like if you get, if yeah. you're, if this dude got shot and then had the guitar stolen, and then you got shot and had the guitar stolen, that that's might a be curse. a coincidence. Yeah. But being killed by a bear is so specific <laughs> yeah. and rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would the rule of threes apply for the near future? So if a third person got taken out by nature, then is the guitar cursed? I would say if it's That's, two. If it's so, yeah. Uh, yeah. so rare. I'd say it's a percentage. Like two like like two would be like it's like 75% certainty of a curse. Yeah. Three is 100% certainty. Yeah. Like. Three is a definite. Like, get rid of the guitar. Yeah. I mean, was he playing a bear, a, a song that bears particularly like on this guitar? Yeah, like Street Spirit. The, 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 the teddy bears have their picnic. <laughs> yeah, and then just if you're gonna play that sort of shit, you're you're inviting a bear to come and maul you. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know that like you can shoot the bear? <laughs> How did he die? He was shooting him with sick beats. <laughs> well. I have seen a video of a dude get the shit smacked out of him by a bear after he shot it in the stomach. Yeah, like, I guess if it's a grizzly bear, yeah. Yeah, but. yeah if you shoot a grizzly bear anywhere but the brain, that bear is going to attack you. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I'm assuming he's American. Didn't he have, like, an AK? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he go hunting with his fucking semi-automatic? Yeah, hunts rifle? like Arnie and the yeah. Predator. <laughs> yeah. But he was holding its like sidearm, like you know, like when people oh, tilt the gun. Yeah. So he wasn't really aiming very well. Yeah, he's doing like the Call of Duty look around the corner. <laughs> um, yeah, I I would say that you are probably okay. But if You're fine. if you see a bear, maybe maybe don't take your guitar out to it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like his gun is cursed. Yeah, maybe stay away from bears is yeah. the lesson yeah. to yeah. be taken away from this. Except for bears at the club. Those guys know how to party. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Love what you all are doing. Hoping to come up with another question. Love, Travis. Posting a shiny on the Discord. A thank, shiny! Thank you for that question. That was that was good. It was, it was fucking weird, but it was good. Um... <laughs> So, Chase says, just as an aside, wait a minute. 
Is that a second? Oh, it's an aside before the question. Oh, oh, okay. Just as an aside, this has been an absolutely wonderful season, and I can't wait to see what you guys do next. You guys really have something special here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank well, you. I hope we're good again. I hope we still got it in us. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty worried. I've got to admit, yeah, I wasn't I'm worried about it until again. you said that. Um, <laughs> question one: How did this podcast come to existence? Well, I was fired once. <laughs> Long ago. Um, and then uh, eight no, years passed? Seven years? Eight, mm. nine? Rich asked us if we wanted to be on it. Yeah, and I was like, sure. Yeah, that was it, basically. <laughs> so I um, I wanted to do something sci-fi, and I had talked to Jeff about it a really long time ago, and we had sort of said... Huh? Did you not, did you not remember this? <laughs> no. Huh? I, huh? I, I messaged you on Discord, like maybe two years ago, and was like, should we do a, a similar thing? And then we decided that, mm, is it a bit too close to um, fantasy fiction? Maybe not. You, I, it's, it's interesting that you can't remember this at all. What did I have I for breakfast? <laughs> I remember this, and I wasn't even a part of this, because I think you said something to me. Yeah, I, like, I do I remember it now, because I did go, I went to Josh, and I was like, do you think this would be like too derivative? And Josh yeah, was I like, no. Nah. Yeah, I was like, nobody owns the style. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of stories. There's tons of them, but, right? Like, but yeah. I think Josh, uh, Josh, other Josh, and I, <laughs> um, I'm doing it now. Uh, other Josh Jesus and I were Christ. like, nah, it doesn't feel super comfortable. And then I mentioned it like um, about two years later to Rachel, and Rachel was like, well, the obvious fucking thing to do, wouldn't it? You fucking back birth would be damn. Go and <laughs> damn, your wife is crazy. Go and talk to Josh about it and see if Josh wants to do it as well, because that would be yeah. the ideal, right? That all three of you can do it. And I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, it would. But you know, Josh's got a lot on, and she was like, why are you making excuses for him? Why don't you just see if he wants to do it? And I, I don't need anyone to make excuses for me, Rich. Um, Trust me, I am very good at making excuses. <laughs> and then I just sent you both a, uh, a DM. And you were you like... Wouldn't you wouldn't believe how many people come to me with questions for Josh. So this was not the first or the yeah, last time that happened. I have, like, a buffer. So I'm really fucking scary. I'm like fucking Lizzo. People come to me I'm and they're like, like, hey, the editing is messed up in this episode of M-Class. And I'm like, yeah, I don't edit it. Josh does. Yeah. Uh, could you tell him? What? Because <laughs> I'm Lizzo. I'm going to make you eat a banana out of a prostitute's vagina. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so yeah that was it I emailed them both at the same time I DM'd them both at the same time and said Do you, does this sound like something you'd be interested in and both of them said yeah and that was it yeah, yeah that I was, was gonna do it a, like a Darinos thing anyway mm. and I just didn't have like the impetus to do it because of uh, my experience with it but mm. also because I just am like a procrastinator mm. So I was like, well, this will make me do it. So I was like, sure, yeah, fuck it, why not? Um, yeah, I mean, like, Josh had been talking about doing Darinos the Next Generation for, uh, yeah. like, about half the time I'd known him. Mm. Uh, it's It was just all in, like, the planning and setting it up and everything, and, like, mm. he was unsure when he would be able to actually start it. So I feel like we just kind of, like, kicked him in the ass. I was like, now you gotta. Yeah, I bent over and spread cheeks, and then I was hoping for something else, but it was just a kick. <laughs> yeah, I made uh, 
I don't know if I've shown it alongside the other logos and stuff that I made for yeah. Story Lords, but I made the Darrenos the Next Generation yeah. logo like a couple years ago, even. Well, you guys have logos. Maybe I'll just use that as my logo. Yeah, I don't. You uh, guys have like Rich? Do you story? have a logo? Just what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What happened there? Just what happened? Do you a have a logo for your po- for your, your story universe? No. Yeah. Oh. Yes, you no, do. No, I don't. I don't think he does. You have a spooky vision. Yeah, spooky vision. And you vision, have a damn yeah, sp- one. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out spooky visions exactly, but it's got something. Yeah, I haven't yet. Wow. Get with it. <laughs> Rich, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you even doing? Yeah, I what are you yeah. working a job all day, every day yeah. or something? Yeah. You have like a kid and a wife or some fucking shit? Yeah. Damn, dude. What am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what am I thinking? Uh... You've, it's quite next part of the question. You've all had fantastic arcs this season full of wonderful and engaging characters. What are each of you planning in the future? Uh, death. Wow, you can't just come out and ask that. that. You, yeah. you mentioned how it was getting harder to write stories based around the prompts. Yeah, we say that, but it's not really. Um, yeah, we just like yeah, we like yeah, we love complaining about frogs. Well, the, that was yeah. one of the funnest ones to do. Yeah, the the things that the thing that made it harder to write based on prompts was the fact that we were getting really close to the end of our story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like the season arc or whatever, and mm. like we already have these planned out to a certain degree, one way or another, mm. and right. fitting in the prompts to what we already have to do for the story got like a little bit more difficult, but not like a ton. Yeah, un- yeah, it's a good exercise to think, use your thinky yeah. brain. I um, so I have use stuff- your sweet meats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have stuff planned because I'm a meticulous little fuck. Um, but um, <laughs> if I didn't have the prompts, I wouldn't step out of the comfort zone of what I wanted to tell yeah. the story. Right. So, like when Outhouses came along, the Chudley, the weird zombie friendly zombie that the Technomancer had risen from mm-hmm, the dead. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been born unless Outhouses was a suggestion, right? So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. I think, yeah. like, you, the, the, I don't think people appreciate how much the prompts actually help us create oh, yeah. stuff. Well, think about the way some characters would not exist if not for the prompt. Like, big name characters. Like, Hijoki would not exist no. without yeah, the prompt. and he's... No. Yeah. And I would fuck that guy. <laughs> we have would fuck that guy. What are you doing back there? At the end of my sock. <laughs> Nothing. Do you still plan on writing season-long epics, or can we expect more of an anthology to focus more on the challenge of the prompts? I don't want to answer yes. that yet. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. I, I can't resist writing an uh, writing a long story. So it was, even if it yeah, started as prompts, yeah. it would end as a story. Is all I, I've saying. already gone on record saying I'm going to be doing more standalone stuff mm-hmm. next season. But I mean, I feel like I said that about the first season, and then I just sort of naturally started tying things together, mm. and then eventually yeah. got to a point where I needed to make a finale. Yeah. So probably the yeah, same but, exact thing will happen. Yeah, I think all good writers want to do that. It's just natural in their bones to just you want to link things together somewhat. Yeah, you know? otherwise mm-hmm. it feels like you've picked like He Man, Mumra, yeah. and Cobra Commando, and you're trying to make a game out of it, right? Yeah, uh, and it's obviously uh, 
Mumra. <laughs> yeah, Mumra, the ever living. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Mumra. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, thanks. That's good. Hey. I can do Mumra and, and Goldar. Rangers. I feel I like you could do rangers. Cobra Commander pretty well if you set your mind. You idiot! Jeff can do <laughs> Seth Rogen. Oh. <laughs> Not on command. No, you okay. can't. You can't. Real life super villains. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I could uh, do a little bit of. Uh, yeah, Patrick. Patrick Warburton. Warburton. <laughs> Pretty much That's on really command because I did it for uh, a couple years. <laughs> you can do that. You can like be hit. Like you can call somebody and pretend to be like a hey, radio station. Uh, I don't mean to cause you any trouble, <laughs> but uh, he's stuck. He's stuck in this mode. Oh switching, God! It won't back end. To something. It won't switching end. To... Please. What, go... what did I sound like before this? <laughs> go back to Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh boy. I can't um, do that one on command. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's... Uh, how much of your overarching stories did you plan from the beginning of the show? Did any of you start with a general roadmap, or did the arcs fall into place as you wrote stories in your respective worlds? I knew what I was gonna do. I had zero uh, idea. Yeah, <laughs> mine was. I just did like a prequel, basically, to like what I was gonna start yeah. with. Like, that's kind of what I did. But you know, also there's episodes where like nothing really happens. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a television show, right? Yeah. It's a 26 season uh, episode television yeah. show. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to put a little bit of filler in occasionally, right? Yeah, I, I, um, I came into this woefully unprepared for uh, what it was going to be. Like Josh has done this type of show before. Rich has done like uh, stories for podcasts before. Mm-hmm. I came into this completely unprepared, and I was like, oh, I got a funny story about a fish on a computer. <laughs> but that's all yeah. it has to be. And as, it as like, my stories went along, I just started being like, oh, "I'd be funny if I like tied this into a bigger thing." And like I'd been watching um, Channel Fifty Eight, the yeah, like, Channel uh, Fifty Eight spooky YouTube channel, like the lo-fi horror channel. And uh, he has like a weird fascination with the moon. There's like an alien invasion coming from it or something. Mm. So I, I was like, I want to do like a more eldritch thing with the moon where I never really explain what it is. Yeah. Because thus far, I'll give you a little fucking spooky vision exclusive mm-hmm. if you listen this mm-hmm. far into the podcast, the eight hours we're into it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one has been correct about what the moon is yet. Damn, dude. Not even Dracula. Mm. Dracula doesn't know what the moon's doing. How the fuck do I know? <laughs> Only I know. Fucking Dracula knows all kinds of shit. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't know he was going to get dress. beat up by Frankenstein. Yeah, well, he should have known <laughs> yeah. that because Frankenstein's a crazy. Um, I, I unsurprisingly uh, had like fucking post its and like different color yeah. shit. Um, Rich has like a fucking conspiracy theorist, Charlie. Yeah, Jones. absolutely. That was, that's what I was gonna say. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when I wrote, um, when I wrote my book, I had a whole wall um, and a whiteboard, and it was full of notes and like I had different colors of what I wanted to put in and what I needed to do and stuff like that. So I was really prepared for like Man. planning my story out. 
and then fucking dogs. I am so. It's. I guess I'm having the opposite reaction because that makes me really jealous that like you no, have that makes capability. Me um, I, I just make fun of him because I am incapable <laughs> of such organization. But you know, like I gave myself a year off to write my book, and I was kind of like, I got it done um, and edited it, edited it twice, um, and then when it came to this, I had sort of like. A sort of like serial killers tool set in order to be able to do that, right? Um, so I had, what? so I, you you know, I had all the dive further into that, or I, I like I'd already sort of broken the back of what methodology works yeah. for me, right? He knew how to kill people. Good. Yeah, exactly. And I knew like yeah. there were a few things I wanted to do. Like uh, there were characters that I brought in that weren't originally planned, like Stoker, because obviously I would have brought him in earlier if I'd known how much everyone would have fucking loved him. Um, I do love that guy. Uh, I, you know, I'll I'll save what else I'm going to say there for another question because I think we've got another question that will be a better answer for. I think we have like seventy five <laughs> questions. True. Like, yeah, I meticulously planned it um, to the point where it uh, towards the end it was becoming a chore in order to be able to fit everything in. Um, <laughs> so I, it was difficult. I think if you listen to the stories from beginning to end. You'll feel this in the story. Yeah. That Rich is extremely, extremely prepared for what he's doing, and Josh is really yeah. prepared for what he's doing, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I I don't know if you... I don't think that that's true at but all. But I think sometimes being unprepared gives you the freedom it's to better. write yeah. something that's truly impressive, whereas sometimes I feel like I write something and it's kind of what people were expecting. If that makes sense, that's not a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, no, that's yeah, no, that's that's just the nature of this, yeah. right? Like, yeah, people I, are gonna guess. Yeah, I think it, what it is. Episode six was the first episode that I started doing any sort of a continuing story with. Mm. Mine was I think, three, I think. And there, there are quite a few stories in there that don't fucking connect to anything and have nothing mm. to do with the overall story. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's just. Yeah. But I wished I'd wrote, wrote more of those, those sort of like non-connective tissue stories. Well, hopefully we get more frog prompts, then you'll be able to do that. <laughs> uh, well, Chase... Rich, you had a really great way of creating these stories that seemed completely standalone, mm -hmm. but then they were like completely weaved into the narrative already, and we just didn't know it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bitch. That's why. <laughs> whoa! 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 whoa. <laughs> But I like yeah. it's because I, I was thinking of it like chapters. Right. So yeah, you think of it like I that. knew. Oh, I, I did the exact opposite of that, by the way, mm. where I created stories that were completely standalone and then hastily tied them into the rest <laughs> of the story later. But I, d I don't think that hurt you at all. It just gave your no, it gave your story yeah. more pacing at the end, right? It's at at certain points, like especially in like the last one, I was just like, it'd be funny if this was that character from mm. this. Yeah. Like, I imagine everybody's listed to all of them already, but I just think it's funny to just bring back a character from a completely unrelated story. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th dude, like, there's no, way, there's no way to do it. No. That's the thing. That's the whole as point. Long, right? As long as people like it yeah. and it's fun to do, that's all that matters. Yeah. There's no way to write a book or there's no, there's just... There, yeah. Even if you... It, it is what it is. Even if you get taught the classic ways, like, unless you've got talent, right, you're not going to be able to do it. So, you know. Yeah. Um, shape. <laughs> the I think Rich just called us untalented here. 
All yeah. three of us. <laughs> or did I call us talented? I didn't call I'm going to say that yeah. one. Uh, I'm going to pick that one just for my own yeah, ego. Denialism myself, that one. Chase finishes. Thank you, guys. Chase. <laughs> oh, thanks, Chase. Chase. Uh, Anthony Morello writes... From your seek, oh, free- well, secret admirer that's not so secret anymore. Wow. Oh, now we know. Uh, Hello, story friends. I have two questions for anyone who would like to answer. Who would be your OTP one true pairing using a character from your world and a character from someone else's world? And, and what would their ideal date night be? I, I, this I, is so easy. I love me. that. This is so easy. I love that our secret admirer knows how old we are, so they showed <laughs> us what one true pairing means. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think they might also have heard me go on a rant about how I hate acronyms and how people use acronyms like constantly. Like I'm supposed to fucking know what yeah. that is. Oh, what's your answer though? You said this was an easy one. Flyman and Myrtle, man—it's like the perfect. Myrtle like, already hates Flinch, and I think the two characters that have the most in common are probably Flinch and Flyman. Yeah, she—I don't think she'd hate. But, I think she hates Flinch because she sees herself. That's that what could think. be true. That could be true. Fly, <laughs> <little micro> action. <laughs> yeah. Flyman would be attracted to a deceased deceased corpse, right? True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, I don't like to suck on your neck because that's where I can lay my larvae. Oh, God. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. It's hard to What's beat that OTP? one. It's hard to beat that one. It really is. I know. It's like too perfect. Um, It would be, it wouldn't be, it would be a mandate and it would be Grissom and Frankenstein. That that would be the surliest, yep. booziest, <laughs> silentest be, date. That it ever would be happened. it would be when like when Wolverine and the Thing meet up in comics and they drink in a bar and they get in a bar fight. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Exactly it. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like just the Big Lebowski. It's just every scene with Walter in the Big Lebowski. That, that's my pick. <laughs> Man, I I think I'm gonna pick a girl date. Ooh, and it's gonna be Tamia, mm-hmm. Tamia Santo, and it's gonna be Kayla S. Hunter. They would go. Oh, well. yeah. and they're just gonna compare and contrast their uh, swordsmanship and murdering skills. <laughs> that would be That's good. Like a great date. That would be. And good. then maybe some kissing. Who knows? Know. Who knows? Um, Are we allowed to watch? <laughs> That, is that rude? Is that rude to ask? Uh, oh, I mean, fictional, so we I create. We are. <laughs> we are their gods, so we can do whatever oh, the hell that's we want. True. I don't know if I'm a benevolent god or what, but uh, thank you. Horny I'm, god. I'm, cer- <laughs> I'm certainly not. A, yeah, you're like Zeus, fucking hiding as a goose and yeah. fucking people. I'm turning into a bull and fuck <laughs> you. It's um, turning into a shower of coins and impregnating a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> shower of something. <laughs> Mama mia! Thank you for spending. <laughs> Thank you for spending your free time creating this pants pissingly hilarious podcast. Sincerely, I need to change my pants again. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, you, mystery secret admirer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to be satisfied until someone gets in a car accident from laughing from this. <laughs> So. Somebody almost did. They said on the yeah. Discord. I forget who it was. I I made a kid puke once, laughing so hard, and that's like a, a highlight of my life. 
He fucking puked up a cookie. That's good. That's so I did make I did make a dude spew milk out of his face at school That's once from so laughing good. so hard. It's so good. <laughs> uh, Noah Middy writes, What up, boys? Between the three realms, which one do you think would be the best suited for a TV or movie adaptation? Which one of your own stories would you love to see get adapted into a TV episode? And which one of your other Lord's stories would you love to see adapted as well? Love the... What? 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 I don't know what that means, but I will say that I think Rich's uh, Rich's realm, the Omniverse, would be perfect for like a uh, Expanse-style television series. Yeah. 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 It's um I think you're right on with the with the Saturday morning yeah. thing too. Like that it would be so much fun. Like a like a dinosaur yeah. old eighties like oh, anime rule. style. Yeah. Um, that would so rule. I'd yeah. I'd really like to see um Adam Frankenstein uh, Adam Frankenstein as yeah. a series. But I always think maybe not television, maybe like heavy inked Mignola art. Um like, oh yeah, like BPRD. Like yeah, um, I was thinking like funny uh, Penny Dreadful. Yeah, like yeah. that would be true. Over the top, but like See, I, just have like black and white film. You know, it, it's funny that like I'm thinking something completely different than both of you. I was thinking like uh, the um, animated Spawn series. Yeah, that's like, quite cool. Oh, in that yeah. kind of style. That cartoon is better oh, than it has any right to be. It is. Yeah, it absolutely there are so is. So many cartoons. That were so much better than they had. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd also like. I think Josh's stuff would be more suited to like newspaper comic strips. Like, really? yeah, really, I mean, right? Because I like in a sort of weird, um, like too raunchy for it. Probably be in the back of Playboy or something like that. But um, like, <laughs> they don't even make. No, that I know. Um, yeah. But like, I just think. I think it would really like you. You write so many jokes into your stories that you could have a daily. You could have a daily yeah, ongoing, a right? right? Like, hey, God, the horrible or something like that. Hear me out. Okay. Claymation. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be great. Who's gonna animate this? That's crazy. Uh, Darinos in claymation, like 1980s style, like raunchy kind of weird claymation. Felix yeah. the cat. Yeah. 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 Like a bat, yeah. like a battle yeah. flies pie. <laughs> yeah, I think that would rule. <laughs> that would be cool. Like animated, I was thinking, like animated by the people who made the Pee Wee's Playhouse opening. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, is it? Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Paul Rubens. It's, I love Paul. Is Rubens. there any particular episode that you from our own universes that you'd like to see uh, in a TV episode get adapted? Hmm. The, the, I always think of him as that anyway. Yeah. So any anyone would, I mean, if somebody ever wanted to like do that, like a like a fan animation, oh, I, I man, would roll. When Nate, I think it was Nate, wasn't it? When Nate did yeah, that Nate Technomancer jazz yeah, hands thing, was, I lost God, my fucking ruled. mind. It was so funny. There's so much good shit that they're. It's the, yeah, the it's one that like people. I would love, 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 love to see done in animation. Is uh, the like ghost riverboat story from da- from oh, Josh's Darius yeah, stories? Yeah, that would rule yeah. so fucking hard. <laughs> um, the ghost racer story you did, Jeff. I'd oh, like that you, would be really that good. would be great. I 
I really want to see like a like a the first I think the first Candle Cousins story. Mm. It's like Stranger Things Netflixy, where it's you know just like kids doing spooky oh, shit. Oh yeah. I think that would Do you be know awesome. what format would be really good for that? Like a Cuphead style animation where they're like rubber hose cousins, but it's silent. Oh, that would be hilarious. It's silent. It's silent. <laughs> it would be so piano. good. Well, All the dialogue like a... on cards. That would be hilarious, but there's like a um, Channel Fifty Eight thing with mm-hmm. that, with like yeah. the little skeleton man cadaver, where it starts out like a really bouncy '30s cartoon, and it gets weirder and creepier as it, it goes along. Darker, mm-hmm. yeah. That would be perfect for the Candle Cousins. Yeah, check if you haven't checked out Channel Fifty Eight. It's fucking cool, it man. It's fucking weird as like, shit. Crystal but... and I, every time we use. Um, like Google Maps to get anywhere, and it's that voice like you're on the fastest yeah. route. We yeah. talk about that video that it comes from. Yeah, like this is gonna take us to the fucking forest. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I'd like to see um I, the one I always wrote with a more cinematic angle was Burgundy and Neon, the first Dutes and Mookie story. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just like. There was there's something about that. I think that might be the story of the season that I'm most proud of in just that it was like I created something that was a little bit different than everything else um, mm-hmm. that I'd done up to that point and probably had done throughout the series. And I just I fucking love Mookie and Dupes. Like you, you know what would be perfect <laughs> for that. And like I've I've complimented your art before by saying it looks like um, Don Bluth. Yeah, Don Bluth. Like, a Don Bluth yeah. movie would be absolutely perfect mm. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that story. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Um, you oh, always say that, and I'm always, I'm always blown away by that when you say that. Um, Don't thank him. Sorry. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> for your compliments. Aww. You hurt me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, Aww. <laughs> Aww. Oh, me. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Noah signs off. Love the podcast. Looking forward to season two. Cheers, Noah Middy. P.S. Interesting. You have more reviews on other countries' Apple podcast pages. You have at least three on the Canadian one. I, I didn't know <gasps> there were different countries' Me podcast pages. I did know this, and I, I forgot about this, but I did How know How do you this. see it? I don't know. You change the country up and... Well, you used to. I don't know anymore how you do it, but you could change the little flag ball. I do love a flag ball. <laughs> Who does Icon ball. Yeah. But I don't know how you do it we'll, now. We'll, we'll learn how to do sucks. that. If anyone, or, They'll you know, if anyone wants to tell us how to do it. send them to us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just cut and paste them and send them in an email and we'll read them out on the next show. Um, oh, we do oh, have a sorry, new Canada. review. Oh, well, that seems like a perfect time to do it. From August 1st, it's uh, The Daggers, with two S's. <laughs> the nice. time has come. Finally, a podcast with three stories, two prompts, and infinite laughs. <laughs> Josh guides us back to the bone-crazy land of Darinos. Rich weaves a masterful sci-fi epic that will have you emotionally connected to a sock puppet. <laughs> and... <laughs> And Jeff gives us spooky vision, terrifying tales that'll make you piss from laughter and piss from fear. <laughs> Double piss. Do yourself a favor and become a loyal subject of the Story Lords. P. 
P.S. Yes. I'm praying for a cricket man, fly man, and stoker <laughs> alternate universe romance crossover. That would be so Hell good. Hell yeah. I suppose I should become a patron at patreon.com slash storylords <laughs> so I can submit prompts like insect people and romance. Five stars. <laughs> That's one of the best reviews we've ever got. That is such a good that fucking review. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Daggers. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, if you want to send us the ones that you know we've got that we haven't read, just send them in and we'll read them because we've got access to the email address. Obviously, we're reading fucking emails from it. So, um, yeah, just send them to us. It will save us having to do the thing of searching and learning. Flagballing. Flag <laughs> yeah, there is no flagball. I went and looked. Uh, yeah, I didn't okay. think there was anymore, but there used to be. John... Missed the days of flag. I'll, I'll read. I'll read one more, and then we're going to go for a break for a bit because I need to get my phone charger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no! Oh, God. Um, hey guys, <laughs> amazing season from John Anderson. Um, I know you guys have spoken about your writing processes before, but do you guys listen to music, instrumental or otherwise, while you write? Thanks, John, the whitest name on earth, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, John Anderson dunking on himself, man. Uh, we really trained this audience well. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, it was. I'm going to bring the podcast way down. When I had uh, cognitive behavioural therapy, my therapist suggested that I listen to instrumentals to program my brain, and it works, and it pulled me massively out of a really bad depression spike I was having. Uh, and I use mm. it for my writing. And what well, I do, that's awesome. And I use it if I've got a, a really heavy scene I'm writing that's heavy and action-packed. I pick, like, the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack. If it's emotional, I pick yeah. the Amelie soundtrack. If I need pumping up, I pick, like, um, something like... Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat or... Um, <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Or uh, the Transformers animated movie soundtrack. Put on some... Oh, that's a good uh, Stan, Stan Bush. Bush. Um, and stuff like that. I never listen to words in in uh, music when I'm writing because it just messes with my head in terms of what I'm writing down. There you go. That's my answer. That's a good and answer. It's a weird ending. But... <laughs> yeah, I, li- I was going to make a joke about Rich listening to, like, fucking Bach or some English. <laughs> I know Bach's from Germany, but, like... Classical. You know, and I'm still going to do that. <laughs> just in a more roundabout way. <laughs> Just going to say that I I do feel for his his story, but also jokes. Uh, uh, no, I I listen to music and it's like either rap mm-hmm. or metal. Like, I it I need something to keep me awake. Yeah. Like I need something to keep me going. Yeah. So it's always wow. something like that. I sit in complete fucking silence. Wow. Right? Really? Like that's why you're so spooked. The only, just listening to your own thoughts. Yeah, the only times that there's any noise when I'm writing is me going, "Oh, it fucking sucks." <laughs> <laughs> dude, he, this guy's a real fucking writer. This dude's like a real ass. He's writer. got a I bottle of whiskey next enough, to him. Uh, like I'm so. It's because I'm lazy. It's not because I have any like spe- <laughs> specific like affection for the silence. It's like I would have to put together some sort of instrumental playlist to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can listen to words and write. I, can. I don't have. I, I write down the words that are being said to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do that. Like as I'm well. writing down the beginning of a three six mafia song. You old pussy ass, <laughs> fuck ass, cake ass, fuck ass. <laughs> three six nine, very very fine. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's impossible for me to listen to lyrics and write, but I do need to make a little playlist for myself of like spooky tunes to listen to. Mm. Oh yeah, I would. Or like one of those old SFX tapes 
of door creaking. <laughs> no! Thunder That's rumbling. That's too spooky. There's a song by The Midnight called, mm-hmm. I think it's called Maniac. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's literally yes. the sound of a guy running away from werewolves in the background. Yeah. And wow. it's the spookiest the, dude, shit the I've movie. ever heard. <laughs> They're so they good. Are like, it's literally, he's up on the way, like... <laughs> And you're hearing the wolves howling and, like, his feet moving through the grass and shit. It's really good. That's cool. Uh, I'll just put that on repeat. Yeah. (laughs) Rich needs to get his phone. Pop-Up needs his phone Well, because I'm reading the fucking emails from the phone. Oh, he's, like, multitasking? Yeah, it's just easier. It's easier having them to one side, because then I can make sure that I'm not peaking while I'm recording. Children, children, children. Windows <laughs> and computers, you can, like, shrink them right. down. Right, do you want me using more bandwidth <laughs> at the moment? You're using the same bandwidth. No, I, no, I'm using 4G on my phone to o- open the emails. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Hello, I got my phone charger, everything's ready to go. We've not been He's talking got about his coffee. <laughs> Welcome back. Mm. Mm, yeah. And we're ready to answer more emails, so we're gonna jump straight in with an email from beloved David S. Oh, hey David where? S, my beloved. <laughs> in fact, Jeff, if you got if you got the emails do open, do you wanna do He's a gonna, David S? Do it to David S. It's entitled T and A, I mean Q and A. Nice. Well, lordy lordy, write me up as a disgusting yet likable man creature and call me Adam Frankenstein or the crazy technomancer or fly man if it ain't the story lords. <laughs> lords, what's been y'all's favorite character from each other's stories, not your own? I reckon I love that Mark Monk who found that lollipop. Lionel, and what's his name? Atticus Finch? Padlaw Flinch, that's the one. <laughs> Same guy. Yeah. <laughs> Very little difference. What's been your favorite story. character from each other's stories? Oh, man. That's so hard. It's really hard. I, I I keep saying Myrtle, but I do love Pavlov Flinch, too. Like, he's so fucking disgusting. <laughs> he's he's the grodiest. I, like, I love how shitty he is. Uh, and, oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't know. Pick one at seven million. I uh, can't. Mookie and Dudes together, I think, are really good. Like, they're really just good characters. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. Rich. Oh, um, 
for me, it is probably Adam Frankenstein, just because, like, the whole aesthetic around him is just fucking great. I just, like, yeah. I can see it. I, yeah. I can feel where... Like, someone once said to me about how, like... Um, the sign of a truly great story is when you can you can see exactly what's going to happen, but you can appreciate every step. Mm-hmm. And when you did that um, that uh, creature from uh, the creature from the, creature l- from the black, black lagoon, lagoon story, yeah. I knew from the moment you started that story that they were looking for the creature from the black lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so good the way we got there, right? Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. That thank you whole much. world aesthetic and that character are so well suited to the show. Um and then mm, uh, this is really hard because I love them all. I can't choose the flamingos as one entity. Why not? You can do whatever you, do whatever you want. I've got to do. It's the flamingos because they work so well together. I think they're the best thing you've done for this interpretation of Daranos. I think yeah. they're so great. I think they work well together. Whenever there's a flamingo story, I lean forward in my chair a little bit, like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to get a good one. Man, I, uh, I agree with that so heavily, though. The flamingos are so fucking fun. <laughs> I love them all so much. And they all work together personality-wise so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And, and the story becomes more layered because you almost set up a heist story every time. Like they're all doing something, whether yeah, that be using things. a Gatling wand, Gatling gun, or uh, you know, a Staffling, like, staffling, gun. staffling gun. Get it right. <laughs> um, or like TM. just having some drinks in a bar. Like there, yeah, there's yeah. something for them all to do, and I think that's the joy of an ensemble cast, right? That that you can find something for them all to do. That's why I love. Yeah. That. Thank you. Um, it's really, really. F- the thing is, like, I get really excited anytime Reese's The Wise shows up. Yeah, it's just like an electric in this fucked up, weird old, like, uh, grody. Yeah. I hate to use the word again. Yeah, wizard who just is so disconnected from reality in every way, but is also somehow the only hope of fixing things. He's disconnected (laughs) from, like, every reality. That's why I think it's so fun, because he, like, where is he? Like, what is he doing, right? Like, Like, he seems to know a lot, but also be completely empty-headed at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, um, oh, God, he reminds me of, uh... You saw She-Ra, the new She-Ra, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the lady, the little old witch lady yeah, who's constantly yeah, yeah, like yeah. jumping back and forth, you know? Like, she doesn't know where she is, but she does, right? Yeah. yeah. And, of course, I, like, I love the flamingos as well. Um, I feel like the heart and soul of your stories rests in Ugla, though. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 like, really love... I'm not answering the question, I guess. Um... <laughs> I'm going to choose Reese's. You're politicking the shit out I'm going to choose Reese's. <laughs> it's my favorite. Reese's. Oh, thank and, you, Jeff. I oh, God, he's here. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, God. I told him we were not doing this today. Um, in, in Rich's I stories. <laughs> We've moved on, Reese's. stories, like... Ironically, man, it's so it's so funny that everybody gives Lionel Richie so much shit because he yeah. really is sort of the focal yeah. point character of the stories, and I do love him, even though he is kind of a pathetic man child to begin well, with. Well, that's why I love and hate him because I also am a pathetic man child. <laughs> so. He's the he's the blank canvas we put ourselves on, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that. Um, the go on. Sorry, I'm choosing Tamia. Yeah, she got a lightsaber, so. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. She yeah. fucking rules. She's got the pun game down. 
for kill the killing puns. Yeah. Every time she goes on a massacre spree, I'm just having a great time. Uh, she cool. became a cartoon character as well. Yeah, um. she did. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. And you get you get two for the price of one then, because you get her jokey along for the ride, right? That's true. Yeah. And Lionel now. Spoiler yeah, alert. true. Spoiler alert. For um, the show that you started on the question yeah. and answer. <laughs> Uh, if and y'all could make a self-insert OGOC do not steal character <laughs> for each other's worlds, what would y'all make your best friend in your fact in your fan fiction? Who would y'all make your best friend in your uh, fan fiction? So we're talking self-insert here. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh man. I'd be best friends with Gary. <laughs> He's I, like basically, I you. know. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? <laughs> He's uh, just like innocent as shit. <laughs> I want to be best friends with Sid. He's always doing some fucking cool shit. He does have the coolest shit. Yeah, he's mm. got like maybe he let me use the cat Tana. Maybe he let me use socks someday. Maybe. Maybe and we'll see. We'll and see. Then, <laughs> if you're and, good. And if then you ask probably your mother. from Jeff's probably Kayla, because I feel like she deserves someone around who isn't just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Right, so I I feel really sorry for looking at the people she got to spend time surrounded with. by morons. Yeah, uh, I want to be best friends with Indrid Cold. I I I don't want to meet Myrtle because don't ever meet your heroes. Right, true, so. true. <laughs> but I want to I want to like I want to know in, what's going on with that guy. Like I want like I want some weirdly like uh uh like detectivey like gruff friendship with that guy like it's, where we like don't talk about our personal lives <laughs> with each other. and yeah. also you would get the effect of being kind of fucked up off some kind of weird drug the whole time you're around yeah them. i would yeah it would be <laughs> fucking sweet uh oh man who oh my god who do i want to be my best friend uh shit Grissom. <laughs> that's a hard I drink friendship. with them. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a rough friendship. I well, it's it's here's why, right? Because he'll fucking go home, and I don't have to deal with. Him. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll know when to go, right? Yeah. He'll be yeah. the first. He's one not to staying go, at too. yeah. He's not staying at the party too long. We can hang out, and then it's like, well, it's time to go, and then it'll be it. It'll be great. That's a real good friend. That is a good uh, friend. I'd be I'd be Ricky Shay come and take them, and Grissom Graves and I'd have a duel and shoot each other's bullets out the air and then do that predator handshake. <laughs> Anyhow, great season, Lord boys, teaching that paradise trap satellite AI how to play the spoons. David S. <laughs> Some things never change. Dear God, <laughs> moved universes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this is a long email. It's from Squid, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we'll get through it. There we go. Do you want to read some for a little while? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll read them. I'm not logged on. (laughs) I didn't ask you for a reason, Josh. (laughs) I knew you would not Uh be logged on. Uh, In (laughs) fighting. (laughs) <laughs> My dearest lordies before stories. That's good. First off, great rap on season one. Congratulations. Every episode's a banger. No dangers. 
<laughs> Let me start this email with some stats, then move on to some general and individual questions. <laughs> okay. Oh, my my favorite episodes and prompts were chainsaws and amputations, katanas and socks, casinos and crime lords, pizzas and thunderstorms, and gauntlets and meteors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I assume those were good episodes. They all are. <laughs> I remember all of them. Favorite characters, Gary and Ugla, Adam Frankenstein and Pavlov Flinch, and Stoker and Hijoki, with a little spoiler I won't get into. Yeah. Favorite host, Redacted. Oh, it doesn't say that on my version. <laughs> what? what does yours say? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh-uh. No, it's still Redacted. It says, favorite host, only you, Rich. Kissy faces. <laughs> okay, question time. First, some questions for all of you. Is there a plot point we would be surprised to learn was planned early on? And what's one plot point or character people would be surprised was improvised? Oh, God. I don't know what people are surprised about. I don't know. That's a really... I don't... I couldn't put uh, a, that quantification on something. I have no idea. Surprisingly, like, I can. <laughs> oh... Um, there was always going to be three technomancers, and one was always going to jetly the one the others. Um, <laughs> and that's a new sentence. The thing that was improvised was that he became an absolute mad Skeletor type character. Yeah. He was always going to be evil, and then I was like, "He's boring if I write him evil all the time." Yeah, let's write him yeah. crazy. That makes sense. Yeah, that's cool um, though. From the day I read the first story with Myrtle Smelly in it, I was like, I knew I was going to make her the hero who saves the day at the last second, <laughs> in the last episode. That's amazing. I was just like, this character is the least likely hero. Like, I mean, I feel like Flinch is less likely, but it's like, you kind of see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to make it Myrtle. I um, think it's perfect you didn't make it flinch because yeah. he's such a piece of shit. He's yeah, he's he only useful by accident. And the yeah. final he's plot. not even useful by accident. Like I don't even <laughs> think he's useful by accident. Like he like, created the diversion that let Kayla kill everybody yeah, in the room. But yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> and he did it by accident. Um, and for something that was improvised, um, again, like I, bringing back uh, Anita Goodman. Mm-hmm. In the final episode, and her husband <laughs> as the final villains was very much not planned. I was just writing, yeah. and I was like, "Ah, oh, that'd be funny." Yeah, that's how, dude. That's how you do it. That's just this. This might work. Let's try yeah, it. Yeah, let's yeah. see how this works out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, me, uh, Ugla and and Sid being not together was mm. always a thing I wanted to do, just because you need to separate people. You yeah, know what I mean, like two sad that episode was great. Five me. Yeah, and so what was the other one? Surprised that yeah. I what, what what would people be surprised was improvised on the spot. Um, the cat. That what? was just katana. Kat- yeah, the so- socks. Socks. Again, like just if we didn't have the cool. weird ass fucking socks, yeah. we wouldn't yeah. have uh, socks. The cat, Tana. Yep. Yeah. 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 All sock, all the sock characters are great. Yeah, that was a prompt that we didn't see being so influential. Yeah, that's how it goes though. Yeah, that was uh, Flinch's first uh, investigation into the Blood Moon. Was that episode yeah. as well with the story? Anyway, yeah. 
Uh, if you could change something you did this season, a mistake or story detail you thought of later, a character you wish you hadn't have killed, or no. perhaps one you wish you had, or maybe come up with a better idea for a past prompt, what would you change? If you could change anything from something you did this season. Uh, I got that tattoo that says no Raggert, so <laughs> I have no Raggert. <laughs> Who does I don't have think a like that. I'm not like that. I don't have that in me. Like I don't know. It is. It is. It's. Per- I'm perfect all the time. Sure. So. Yeah. Josh has never made a mistake. He doesn't <laughs> understand. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he get fired? <laughs> Richard. Uh, oh wow, that didn't sound right. No, no it didn't. Did it? Like your uh, What would I change? I accidentally wrote um, a sentence that implied Grissom was white in the first episode and then read it like that because of the way I'd written it when I always envisioned him as like a black guy. Um, Oh, like, uh, like, um, what's his name? Base Reeves. Oh, like Jet. Yeah. Like, uh, like Jet's like, I don't know. He's not like, he's like not white, really. Mm. In the cartoon, but yeah. him in the show, it's like it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that would probably be it, and I think maybe uh, it's hard to say I made a mistake, but I think I probably should have killed Blotch off rather than Barthor because I think Barthor was probably the more interesting character. But then would I have had the same problem of finding it difficult to write Barthor? Because I think you would have. Only- their only sort of like yeah. thing is the fact that they miss their friend. It's it's hard, you know. Yeah, I think Blotch doing what she does is like more interesting. Yeah, overall, you know. Yeah, and more interesting visually character. As yeah, well. yeah, she's yeah. a bag of jelly with some bones in it. So. Yeah, yeah, no jizz though. No. Um, I would have written uh, good stories. Next question. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question. What was your favorite way one of your co-hosts used a prompt? Hmm. You'd have to remind me what every single prompt. Yeah, was. I don't um, know all the prompts. So- so- Her as the sock. Yeah. I think. Uh, frogs for uh, the frog rat war. Um, was really <laughs> that, was, good. that was totally um, just phone- phoning it in. Uh, I really liked the um, sort of like Japanese folklore story yeah. Jeff did yeah. with the katana story. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great because that was the that was genuinely one of your most terrifying stories like yeah. i just oh, think the the, the 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 sort of the the build up in the narrative was really really good in that one i think um, jeff uses the prompts the best out of all of us yeah probably. whoa shit thank they, you because they don't because they don't like i don't remember them from his stories which is good yeah that means he wrote the wrote them in there really yeah. well yeah. right like yeah i think I jeff, like jeff does the... use them the best yeah. Well, thank you, but I was going to say, I don't think I use the prompts in a way that really affect the overall story as much as you guys do. Mm, and I think maybe, maybe that's why you don't remember them as much. Because, I mean, like, Socks, again, became such a completely integral part of your entire stories. Yeah. Mm. Mine was just kind of like a folktale that helped the story along on the surface, but that's mostly it. Um, I guess it's just two different ways of yeah, looking at it, right? that's true. I feel like the um, Josh used, created a story scarier and more uh, off-putting than I could ever tell with the chainsaws and amputations. <laughs> oh, the tree? The tree, yeah, the tree. Yeah, yeah. 
that was yeah i didn't want to do like terrifyingly horrible <laughs> in my head that dude's just like walking around just freaking out still like ah! <laughs> in the woods like just and everyone's like yeah there's that guy whatever <laughs> it's terrifying like i think he's of course like i'm constantly like sucking your dick off for socks the cat tana i mm. think that's so fucking fun yeah yeah and um man i feel like um, I feel like Rich has created such a, like, a fucking, like, uh, perfectly encapsulated universe that feels so different and original. Yeah, and it does. The, every prompt fits into the story so perfectly or is such a good joke that it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for you me to You either gotta do one, one or the other, right? Uh, you can't. You either fit it in, or you just are like, and then this is here. I feel like Owl Houses in the finale was genius (laughs) for Rich. I really liked um, when we did the pizzas episode, and Lionel accidentally ate the pizza that was an ambassador for a different (laughs) planet. And I was like, that was just that was just like at the last minute shit. I haven't put pizzas in. I'll go (laughs) back and tell a tell a joke because sometimes that's it. You can't fit them in regardless of how you do it. So it's got to be a joke. Well, not if you write your story beforehand. Sometimes (laughs) that happens. It doesn't always happen. I plan it. I don't always write it. I've written all my stories for next season. <laughs> they are done. I haven't even, I haven't oh even started yet. We've got two riches. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell it's which one's which. Uh, at Jeff, how do you plan out tone and tension? Are you aware of, ahead of time how you're going to build tension and, and horror scene? Or do you just feel it out in the moment while typing? Do you have a system for when and where to break tension with your jokes? Uh, no, I don't have any <laughs> system whatsoever. I, as I'm that's writing, just the raw talent. <laughs> that's just yeah. like you're like, like you're really just like a fucking writer. Like you were like oh. a writer in a different. Well, you guys are too. You're both writers. No, no. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm not um, getting involved no. in this shit again. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, press pause on that for the one millionth We're time. We're all writers. Uh, but um, basically, as I'm telling the story, I get to a point where I think um, this is where people are going to be uh, least likely to think something horror f- is going to happen. Mm. Like where I'm just mm. I'm working through the story and I'm like, oh, this is like the perfect time for something fucking scary to happen. And that's uh, like a gift. Like that's you're like gifted. I feel I'm like it, I feel like it works better sometimes than others for me. But uh, I appreciate that. But like I'll but you um, can't, like most people. Like we were talking about horror movies before we started, and like most horror writers, they fucking suck. Like they just suck at it. Yeah. Because they're like, this is weird and scary. Yeah. Right. I feel like I but got like, that. I got I'm, accused of that by some people. No. But uh, I never the, ever feel that way. About when when I'm doing like the horror parts as well, there there are times when I really do not want the tension to be broken. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to like really instill that sense of dread, and there are times when I fake that. And mm. start acting like I'm going to instill that sense of dread, and then I just drop a joke that I yeah. know is going to destroy yeah. all tension. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. But that's that's what you got to do sometimes. Sometimes I think like 
I look at my waveform as we're recording and I think, I haven't said anything for like 10 minutes yeah. of this story. And it's because I'm so absorbed. There's no need for us to tell a joke yeah. or like interject yeah. with a comment or something yeah, like that. That was right? like the, the thing we were we always joked about when we first started doing it is like the waveform would be so full for everybody's stories until mine mm. and it was just fucking silent. Yeah. And I <laughs> thought that so was so creepy. funny. <laughs> it's so creepy. But dude. you can't... Horror lends itself the least to comedy, right? Yes, it's the hardest genre to. Yes, like, you know. Well, maybe not. Not you know, like. I mean, no. You get rom coms are fine. Buddy cop movies I, are comedies, I mean, like, right? Docu- horror like, is hard. Uh, horrific documentary about the Holocaust. It's probably the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that might that might be di- not a lot of jokes in Schindler's jokes. List. No, no, not a lot of no, jokes. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. No, like, no, that's no. the thing. Like, I run into that. they're two diametrically opposed things. Yeah, right? yeah. like they can coexist. Like, it's like uh, I think they work well together. But again, I don't think a lot of people are good at both. Mm. And it's it it really depends on how seriously you want people to take the horror elements of your story with how much you put comedy in it. Like when it came yeah. to the like Drag Race that mm-hmm. uh, Rich mentioned earlier, like the um, Up One Lover's Lane or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care how seriously people took the horror, so it's just constant joke after joke after joke after joke mm. after joke. And there are times when the horror really matters, and I'll go like a yeah. long-ass time without doing jokes. It depends on whether you're telling, and I mean this with the greatest of respect, a Twilight Zone episode or a Goosebumps episode yes, as well. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Because the Candle Manicula. Cousins are, are Goosebumps stories. They're always yeah. going to be Goosebumps stories. They're, they're yeah. very, like, there's definitely a lot of Goosebumps in it, but they're like 100% Are You Afraid of the Dark stories. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. help the ghosts in yeah. every one of them. Yeah, and that's a really nice way of doing it. That's like, you don't know which, because it's almost like having sub-genres of horror in your stories, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got like these, are you afraid of the dark, goosebumpsy moments. Then you've got these like investigative horror stuff like, um, what's that fucking, uh, like Jacob's Ladder and stuff like that. Yeah, that yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. with Adam Frankenstein. And then you've got the really weird Twilight zone horror that is just like, oh God, I feel creepy. I feel like I need a shower after that. It's like the X-Files. Yeah. It's very... It's like you don't know what kind of spooky, weird thing you're getting yeah. this week. These right? are like massive compliments. You guys are That's sucking my dick real hard. I, mean, I appreciate fucking, it. Fucking deal with them, dude. you got to deal Look, with them. I'm it. trying to fill up my fucking gelatinous cube monster with jizz here. i got to <laughs> suck some of this. At Josh... I don't really want to get into discussing, discussing ye old fantasy fiction... But as a world builder what? myself, you don't have to. You don't have to avoid the topic. <laughs> no. It's fine. No. We make jokes about that, but it's not yeah. really a thing. Yeah, it's fine. As a world builder myself, I am curious. Can you talk a little bit about how Darrenos became an idea? When did you decide that it would be more than singular stories and be a setting for all your individual stories? Did you have a good image of what it looks like? As in, do you have maps and background lore ideas that are written for it? Oh god, I wish I was that good at stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, not really. I think the fun in fantasy is that it it is ridiculous. Mm. Like all fantasy is ridiculous, right? Like Lord of the Rings is silly on yeah. its face, mm-hmm. right? It's goofy as fuck. Like the wizards are goofy as shit. Like even Gandalf, he's mm-hmm. he shoots fireworks. Like that's silly as hell. And back in 1933, that was like 
oh my god, what a lark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, I I think like the obviously Conan and stuff inspired like the the raunchiness of like that and like those like who's that guy who does those calendars where it's just like the naked hot like oh Frank Frazetta yeah yes his stuff um but when did I when I got fired <laughs> that's when I thought it could be like more like a, a straight line story like mm-hmm. a through a through story and that's why I started thinking about it so I've been sitting on it for a long time but I don't have like maps and stuff. I think the silliness is that it, like we're over here now, yeah. you know, like <laughs> anything then, can exist on yeah. the face of this world just if you needed th- a story. I th- yeah, I think I said like the desert is in the south cuz that's where deserts are, yeah. right? Like it's just a very basic uh map, I guess. Hmm. There's no Mordor that we know of. I, mean, I imagine not- that if you listen to the stories, you might be able to construct your yeah. own map. Yeah. Yeah. Fan art, sure. fan art rocks our shit, by the way. So, uh, oh, you know. I, I made such a fucking fool of myself when we got the fan art for Spooky Vision. Let me look up who did that so I can shout him out in this as well. Um, I That is that art is Scott Pilgrim is shit. It looks so it, good. Yeah. It rules. It really does. Um, it's uh, Michael James at mm-hmm. Aeon Valley. Yeah. And when he... <laughs> When he, like, posted that, I made such a fucking fool of myself. I was like, oh, my God, so fucking cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not no, making no, a fool no. of yourself. Yeah. That is understanding that people love our stuff yeah. as much as we love well, that's our a, stuff, That's right? the thing. I mean, everybody who has, like, followed the show closely enough knows that I am not Reddit's favorite child on this podcast. <laughs> And the fact that like somebody loved my stories enough to put that much time and love and effort into a fan art like really like fucking blew me away, man. Like I don't I even know how to quantify it. I mean, it's people like um, <laughs> hold on, I got a folder on my phone of all the fan art that I've gotten, so, we've gotten so far, um, or that I've gotten. I don't care about you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, um, like, we've gotten fan art before. logging on to Reddit now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we got fan art from um, Bractor and uh, Nate Bit and Camerdorn and fucking um, Eric with a question mark on Discord. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Eric? 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 Like, every time we get a piece of fan art, I, like, fucking lose it. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. It's da- awesome. David S. as well. We did that Technomancer piece, didn't he? With the oh, tangles. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it's, it's insane. Uh, also, Josh. More are, fan art. Are we ever getting a follow-up to Taint Maple and the Treant Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre episode? I just said, yeah, and, and yeah, I, I, yeah. I, in my head, he's just, like, for centuries, he's just been like, <laughs> like, freaking out. And just walking in the woods. And, like, that's just... That's yeah. a I maybe. Maybe ending. when you draw a map, you have like taint maple, like just yelling <laughs> in a foil. <laughs> you know, I like how they have like the sea monsters out in sea. Like yeah, there be there be taint maples here. Yeah, here there be th- taint maple. Yeah, but I yeah. think, like, if you're expecting Josh to answer that question, Squid, I know you're not really, but, um, like, it was like people asking when he was going to bring Flyman into the story and Buff Cat. Like, he will bring it in when you least fucking expect yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at Rich, yeah. 
Hello. What was the decision to leave Florgo behind? <laughs> and was he in any way secretly the most important background character in beating the Technomancer? Hashtag right. so, justice for Florgo. So for anyone who does isn't part of the Discord, <laughs> they said like, oh, you've, you've left Florgo out of the story. You're out of your art for a little bit. And I was like, Florgo? Who the fuck's yeah. Florgo? I better check this. If I if I create a character and forgot about them, <laughs> no, the they were just dude. being fucking dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I was convinced I had left a character behind somewhere and hadn't done anything with it. And I was like, oh my god, I've left an open loop. It was um, genius. He's your glup shit or whatever, right? <laughs> Florgo. Okay, let's get serious, though. The Technomancer ended up being such a versatile character for you. Mm. seeing lots of changes and iterations throughout the show. Before he was introduced, I got a bit of a vibe off a different story, and I'm curious. Was Ellie originally going to be the origin of the Technomancer or otherwise a villain themselves? Uh, I did think about that, and then I created that Technomancer origin story with the frogs on the spaceship where um, a completely separate character was absorbed by the station's uh, no, tricked by the station's AI, and then that AI came down to the planet and absorbed um, what the fucking dwarf kid? What was his name? Oh Timmy my god, Black Timmy, Timmy Blackcrest. Um, and How did you forget. We're I know. Still raising money for, for the Timmy Blackcrest fund. <laughs> um, it's our number one charity. <laughs> and then I was gonna when the Technomancer stole Ellie. I thought about well, would it be interesting if like they merged and Lionel had something to fight? And then I was like, nah, that's a bit of a cop-out, isn't it? Um, I Like, the Technomancer is bad enough as it is. Like, let's not just add another power. This isn't like Dragon Ball Z. I'm not, like, trying to get it to power level 10,000. Um, <laughs> it's not um, even that strong. Uh, but, you know... It's over 9,000. <laughs> but uh, for a while, there was a potential. But um, Ellie's the character that I sort of, like struggled writing with the most and that's why she's gone for large periods of time like she's deactivated because I was like it works in a one shot story but the moment um, they sort of got back together it's like the honey it's like the um, what's the thing the thing that Bruce Willis was in um, Honey I Shrunk Moonlighting Moonlighting that's it Um, (laughs) Honey I Shrunk Moonlighting like Oh will they won't they yeah, when, yeah when they get back, when they get together, the show is over. Yeah, right? it is done. And then I like the only thing you can do then is break them up, right? That's the only yeah, way you're getting any drama. She requires a, a literally and figuratively a vehicle to be yeah. around, right? Yeah, she so, can't really do her own thing. But you did give her that hot bod. I did for two episodes, and then I killed her. Hot, a hot rod yeah. bod. A hot so, rod bod. Kind of, but no. Um, thanks guys for doing this episode and for making my favorite podcast that's so sweet Uh, eagerly awaiting season 2 to you and everyone listening keep on writing bye (laughs) Mark Safe from Rich Master Story Ludwig Squid Lord aka Squid Ludwig he said he he said he was going to get a t-shirt of that printed (laughs) dude that'd be awesome Um, our next email is oh my god there's like a <laughs> There's like a whole like fucking email and phone number attached to this. What? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Chris R R Balzo. I think that's how it's said. Mm-hmm. Balzo. Um, Q and A. 
Good, good morrow, my lords. <laughs> good morrow. Long time listener, first time caller here. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on an entire year of fortnightly releases. Mm. <laughs> Let me tell you, listening to this podcast makes me giggle like an idiot in front of all my coworkers who are genuinely, genuinely concerned for the state of my mental health. I mean, anyway. if you work in if you work in the capitalist machine, you should be worried yeah. about your mental yeah. health, right? Fuck yeah. capitalism. That's season two's war cry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to my question: Out of all the characters you've written for the show, which three would you consider your dream blunt rotation? <laughs> Mine would be Buff Cat, Adam Frankenstein, and Grissom Graves. P- oh, P.S. Tell Josh my mom says hi. Signed, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's a rough Wait, question dream blunt the... rotation which three characters uh, from our stories or yeah. from all of ours I think it's from all of ours I think it's from all of them okay oh man Lionel cause I wanna see him freak out <laughs> uh fuck Gary <laughs> Because it wouldn't do anything to him. No, they would just. <laughs> in my head, he just he like inhales and then it just it comes out, out of his, his ribs. ribs. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like pretending to hold it in. He's like, "That's good shit." And it's like floating. It's <laughs> already in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, fuck. And oh. Can you give kids weed? Yeah, in this story you can. Sure, yeah. why not? Okay, the candle cousins, because I want to, <laughs> I want to introduce them to drugs. Well, there's no way Chris hasn't had drugs. That's sure. Chris, yeah. Chris smoked one cigarette once. I think you're overestimating Chris. Yeah. Uh, I'd go for the people I would. So I'm not. I'm a very apologetic high person like I will touch a chair and apologize to the chair I get yes, very I very mellow like there's yeah. no aggression or anything or anything but when I get drunk I'm a weepy drunk as well which is like yeah, I, ap- I, am as well. I apologize to my wife for being late and like getting drunk and having yeah. a nice time and she's like shut up and go to bed um, yeah. <laughs> so I'd probably go for people I think would uh, take it better so Tabor um, Tabor, yeah. Kayla, uh, and Chickpea. Yeah, I think chickpea gets they, they would high, be yeah. they would be mellow. They would be when so used to it. When is Chickpea not high? Is the yeah, question? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> So she would take it the best, and Kayla would you know she would have lots of war stories she and stuff needs like it. that. Yeah. <laughs> And Tabor is just medicine. like Tabor. I'm pretty convinced is high twenty four seven as well. Like. like Tabor, I, I I wasn't gonna choose Tabor, but now I am because think of how entertaining like high shapeshifter would be. Just yeah, like, yeah. He'd be turning into pizzas and stuff. Turning into yeah. hot dog people. Yeah. Yeah. Eating yeah. his own hand. <laughs> and then he would swallow it, and it would just like reform back into him. That'd be awesome. Uh, I could not handle the dank that Reese's is smoking. Like the <laughs> fucking upper echelon, different dimensional dank. He's yeah. no, that's like. Like palliative care weed, yeah, like shit yeah. Like on your deathbed, dude. It's like oh Aldous Huxtable smoked that shit before he died. I could not. <laughs> Aldous Huxtable. Yeah, he did acid, but he was dying. He... He's Cliff Aldous Huxley, brother. but that's way Cliff funnier. Cliff Huxtable's brother. 
uncle to uh, Raven Simone. <laughs> yeah, know her name. Uh, I'll fucking so know her I, name. I choose Tabor. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna choose Flyman because I would oh love to hear just the depths of sadness that escape him <laughs> while a guy's turning into better. a hot dog and a pizza next to him. <laughs> It would make you feel better about your own experiences, yeah. right? If someone is like the depths of despair. I would just be, I'd be smoking like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> dude, when I write him, I'm like, man, I don't even know if I should be around this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm going to choose uh, Cricket Man. Because he needed yeah! it. He fucking needed it, man. Yeah. He needed it so bad. <laughs> He'd just be chirping in the corner. <laughs> it's, it is hor- horrific monster form at the corner just <laughs> <laughs> fucking peaceful as shit dude um, ASMR video of Cricket Man yeah. 12 hours of Cricket Man <laughs> uh, thank you for that email uh, <laughs> our next one is from uh, Granola Daniels Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's entitled Longtime Listener, First Time Responder. <laughs> to the most respected story lords of the land. Story lords. I just want to say I absolutely love the work y'all have been creating. Story Lords is routinely one of the podcasts I constantly keep returning to when I finish new releases every week. That's every cool. Co- Every couple of weeks, you guys create a comedic respite for weary travelers trying to just get by in this late-stage capitalist corporatism hellscape. Yeah, we're starting early. (laughs) Season two starting early, boys. Uh, One question I wanted to pose to y'all. There's a lot of y'alls in here. (laughs) It's from the South. Is uh, Have you ever considered having a guest come onto the show? As I would love to hear a story from Spivzy, Paul, or anyone else in y'all's spheres. It would be cool to do. It 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 would be long as hell podcast. Yeah. It, the problem with that, at least like in my estimation, is it isn't like inviting someone on a regular podcast where you're like, oh, yeah. you have to watch a Star Trek episode and then you can show right. up. This is you have to write a short story. Yeah. Here's here's yeah. your homework. Here's your burden. For the podcast. Yeah. Here's your rock, Sisyphus. Yeah. <laughs> Push it up that hill, you little sissa bitch. <laughs> nice. Uh, we have uh, talked about having like emergency replacements mm. in case one of us couldn't do the show. Yeah. Uh, although we've never made good on that at all. Guys, Jeff can't do the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's my entourage impression. <laughs> Did you call yourself Jeff? Uh, no. I, <laughs> why would your entourage? Not do it why would your yeah. entourage be telling us that Jeff can't do the story? Because I'm the uh, the guy. I don't know their names. The <laughs> dumb one, Toad. I'm Is one of them the named Toad. In the show, uh, I've never seen. Entourage. Yeah, I've show. never seen it either. Right, In okay. the show, the main guy is the guy who can't do like the because mo- he's right. got some kind of okay. fucking rich person problem, right? Some fantasy ass problem. So I'm the yeah. I'm the rich guy. Yeah, mm. you're Ironic. the guy. You're the yeah. Mm. Uh, another <laughs> another question is, what are your inspirations? We already answered that. Mm. I know each of you uh, have your influences like Star Trek, Twilight Zone, and comics, but are there any crunchy niche things that you got 
to my dick. Uh, the need to create something beautiful in a world of sorrow. Oh my god! Uh, it made me sadder than fucking Flyman smoking. <laughs> I think I should go kill myself. Yes, Flyman, you should. I'm trying. <laughs> He's so bad at it. We only live for three days, but it's felt like at least eight years. Oh my god, are there multiple Flymans? Oh, oh, I don't even no. want to think about that. <laughs> Much- I think he has the. The human lifespan. (laughs) Much love from California, Granola Daniels. P.S. My suggestions for topics are Meatballs and Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who Meatball and Josh are, but... Uh, P.P.S. Smart Guys reference. That's great. Uh, P.P.S. ACAB slash fuck turfs. True that. Sent from Yahoo Mail on Android. (laughs) The important details relayed. Uh, I'll do one more and we'll switch back. Yep, that's fine with me. Uh, our next is from Melon. And it says, <laughs> That means Brandon Elvish. Ah. <laughs> Melon. <Hello>. Melon. <laughs> Thanks for all the incredible stories. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Here's a question for you. What's the last hobby or activity you've managed to avoid thoughts of monetizing? Mm-mm. Oh, boy. None. I mean, I... Uh- I don't do that. I have a hobby and I turn it into my whole life for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's what I'm doing that's right what now. I do. Uh, 3D printing. I I don't think I've ever done anything that the thought like recently anyway that the thought of monetizing didn't come across my brain because I I'm not getting work anymore and I'm going to be poor soon. So mm-hmm. there is that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm doing I'm learning Blender so I can like make heads on my own and shit so I can sell Maybe sell some figure stuff for figures on the mm-hmm. side. I don't know. It sucks that everything has to be a side hustle. But I mean, yeah. like, I was Spaniels, I'm, man. I'm trying to teach myself bass, and I'm like, once I get like decent enough at this, maybe I'll do like when I do live streams, I'll play a little bass or something. Yeah. And then I was cool. like, oh, I'm monetizing everything, aren't I? Can I monetize well, reading happened. a book? Naps. You can't monetize naps, can no. you? Uh, there the are hobby. there are Twitch streamers who to stream sleep. themselves sleeping. I sleep with my eyes open and talk in my sleep, so I don't think that's going to be good. That that would get you a lot of viewers, actually. There's a guy who uh, like jolts up in the middle of the night and yells random shit out. Yeah, that's what and I he do. has like that a ton, a ton, a ton, like hundreds of thousands of followers. I wake up because the giant black spiders are coming down uh, from the ceiling. Wow. Well, that sucks. <laughs> That's um, a sleep paralysis. I don't have any... I've, uh, well, I mean, I've monetized cartoons and comics in two mm-hmm. hands, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, my other hobbies are playing board games. And, like, I'm so... I, I love a good board game night. Like when my friends come down from London to Plymouth, which is like a four hour train journey. So it has to be like it's for the weekend that they come down. And a like, train a journey. Train, yeah. Um, no, I was thinking know. the same thing in the same voice. <laughs> I rode on your train journey. It was relaxing as shit, yeah. dude. Uh, the only problem is it's expensive as shit as well. Um, I didn't pay for it. Well, that's fair <laughs> enough. Um, but like, so. 
yeah, like my wife and I play a lot, a lot of board games. Uh, we play like one a weekend, and um, yeah, that is something that I could easily monetize. I think, but there's so many other douchebags out there doing it that I'm just like, it's nice to have something that I want to do just for me and my wife. For you, yeah. Uh, and it's relaxing, and you know, I. I feel like there'd be a lot of pressure on it if, like, you did how-to board games or unboxing board games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, people have expectations. This is not a a dig at anyone who listens to this podcast, but people have expectations when you do podcasting and things like that, and if you Mm -hmm. don't meet them, you lose money or you lose, like, whatever respect you had in their their mind, right? And I, I don't need that. I don't need something... I don't need something that other people do better than I probably would poisoning my enjoyment of something I enjoy doing with my family right yeah I, that's a good way to look it at is it. a good way of looking at it I mean I don't for a long time now I've played video games completely mm. to myself and not monetized it but I am gonna start streaming again soon yeah give me your money I couldn't do it I did when I was streaming I I wound up just like not liking playing the game and it made me feel bad inside. It really and I depends. like streaming, but I. Yeah. It really depends on what game I'm playing. Like if I was playing something that I hadn't played before a bunch. Red sixty four. <laughs> well, <laughs> that that uh, has its own problems. I've got a good idea good. for um, a video game stream idea that I don't think anyone does, but I'm not going to tell anyone. Um, I'm not going to tell anyone what I think you might benefit from. So I'm going to talk to you about that offline so someone doesn't steal the idea because i think he's quite cool talking about jeff Um, i have actually had an idea stolen before unfortunately yeah yeah so So i'm not going to do it uh so i think uh it's something that i would like to watch on a stream i mean we'll fucking see Mm. (laughs) okay well that's a (laughs) pro You were like, you know what would be cool? And I have an idea. You could suck my dick. And I did it. And you were like, damn, that dude stole my fucking idea. Anyone can steal that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call me a slut. What's that next question? Uh, 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 who did we read? Melon. Yeah. Uh, we've got one from Eric. I assume that spelling is Yap. Uh, could be. Sorry if... Um, what do your character creation processes look like? Do you start with a general concept or a specific design or a personality or a plot niche that needs filling, etc.? That's quite a good question. Personality good question. first for me. And then I fill in like what would be the most ludicrous like, <laughs> thing for that personality to live inside. Because um, that's how people are. I yeah, think, I think yeah, people yeah. are just these weird shells of weird personalities. Yeah. It's weird weird being alive. I thought you were going to tell a a joke then and and say, personality first, then obviously the butt. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's (laughs) But how many boobs or dicks they have is uh, the next Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. It's a character creation screen on a video game with dicks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Conan Exiles. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or apparently Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 has that in it, yeah. Uh, they don't have a dick slider, though. You have to choose a dick pre Conan like does. Dick. You got a dick slider in Conan. More like well, yeah, in Conan, you can make the dick so big that it clips through the loincloth. <laughs> Dude, in Conan, you could get mods that you just don't have a loincloth. Um, uh, for me, like I, I come up with a story idea usually first. 
first, but like the characters are very, very close to mm. the creation of the story, and they sort of play back and forth throughout when I'm coming up with it. Like uh, with when I created Kayla, she was just mm. supposed to be to begin with, just like another character who had to deal with some spooky shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna keep her going to begin mm-hmm. with. But you fall in love with them, though, right? Yeah, like yeah. You, you're like, oh, I really like this character, yeah. and I, I want them to do this. Yeah. And yeah. by by the end of the story, I felt very much like um, Indrid Cold does at the end of the story. Like, uh, wow, she took care of this. Yeah, she was actually taking care of the problem. Like, maybe there's yeah. some potential here for this this person. And so I was like, okay, he's gonna give her his card, and you know what? I'm gonna have him her not be able to ever find him again until the modern day. Like, maybe they've run into each other a few times between, but we don't know about that. Yeah. And the big mystery is what the fuck even is the Silver Blood Society? That's so, like, I think hits home with creepy shit. Like, I listen to, like, spooky podcasts and stuff, and you Mm. always hear, like, supernatural stories where people are like, it's been, like, 20 years, and then something happens, and it's back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, like, so much more creepy that way. Like, there's... Yeah, like an unsolved mysteries type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with with Kayla, I also... I I really like the idea of this character, like, very Hellboy-esque in a way, where, like, Mm. she's just so fucking fed up with all the shit that's happening to her all the time. Like she's the expert in she's the expert in all this like uh, all this shit with like the cult, all the acolytes of the third birth. Like she's the expert in that. Yeah. And as we found out as the story went along, that's a real small part of all the shit that's going on. And Mm. now she might have to face that as it goes along. Yeah. There was that uh, fucking show before Oppenheimer. There was that show about the making of the atomic bomb. Yeah. And in one of them, the dude has like a like a science like he's like a scientist and he has like a question, and it, he goes over in this runaround like he, trying to find the answer until he gets like a phone number and he calls the phone number and it's his phone at his <laughs> desk because nobody knows the answer. <laughs> like yeah, that's cool. That's one of my favorite that's things. Great. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she's like. Ty- fucking tired of all this supernatural shit and I think it's gonna be funny when she realizes that she's been dealing with like one one billionth of yeah, it and she's so tired of it already yeah uh, life baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah aren't we all doing that right um, and uh, I will say that Myrtle shit. Smelly was created because uh, like Kayla is so serious as a character I was having trouble putting jokes in the stories. Yeah. So I created a literal cartoon character to be her assistant. Oh, I thought you made her for me like a, <laughs> like a, like a weird science. <laughs> um, Myrtle Smelly wearing the gym outfit. Hi, boys. Aww, with a neck brace on. Hi, boys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, neck bra- the neck brace that uh, yeah. Joan Cusack wears. And, uh, <laughs> You guys want to? Uh, you guys want to play Kingdom Hearts four? <laughs> oh my god! You guys want to watch me so, play Kingdom Hearts four? <laughs> so horny! It's right single now. player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for explaining that, Myrtle. You're for welcome. me, <laughs> for me, I I think the I find character creation the easiest part of what we do. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I, I really love it and that's why there's like 7 million characters in my story <laughs> yeah. right um, 
because you got so many alts. Yeah, you exactly. Made so many alts. Yeah, I've got I've got lots of files on the go at yeah, the time yeah. in the game, um, and um, for me, it's it started with Lionel, and Lionel is a sort of like. Uh, parts of me and parts of like the blank canvas right the idiot response to things it's like my yeah. inner voice that is an idiot like mm. it's Lionel right it's your id is that yeah. what id stands for idiot <laughs> idiot um, <laughs> maybe that's then, where idiot came from actually maybe it might and then here's, Latin, I bet. here's what you do to make a story interesting in my view you create a character then you create a diametric opposite that will create tension to them in the story mm-hmm. so you create a super smart AI who makes him feel like shit. Then you create an ultra toxic masculine character that makes yeah. him feel like shit. Then you create um, uh, a, prophecy. a useful character who could do anything to make him feel like shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you create a moth who is concerned about the future and then uh, uh, someone who doesn't know anything about their past, present or future. Then you right. create like a character who's suffering from loss and grief next to the jokey shapeshifter who doesn't seem to care about anything and that's how you do it like you know that's yeah. the building blocks of it and then it's, you've got a the, wall bu- the buddy cop theorem yeah yeah that's and why you make eddie murphy hang out with the guy whose name nobody knows nick <laughs> nolte not Nick Nolte, the guy from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, Judge oh, Reinhold? Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Not Judge Reinhold. Oh, the other one. Guy. Right. The other guy. I don't know his fucking name. <laughs> Dick, Dick Nobody Sh- does. Dick Schmorgasbord. He's in uh, Gone Baby Gone, and I was like, hey, is, he's playing a cop in this. I thought he was dead. <laughs> I mean, he looks half dead in Beverly Hills Cop, if we're honest. Yeah, he looks rough. <laughs> Let's find out his name together. Take that name guy whose name we don't know. But then John like, Ashton, John Ashton, sure. yeah, sure, whatever. That, yeah. Uh, Sean uh, Ashton, John Ashton, John Anderson. You've got, you've got a. Uh, oh no, it's not right. Okay, Bronson Pisto, Pisto. Did you no, say no? Bronson Pinchot's Balky. He's Balky oh, okay. Bartokamos. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but chari- stop pretending. <laughs> <laughs> character creation is like. <laughs> I feel like it's really easy for all three of us. I don't mean to say that with any sort of like, like, oh, it's so easy. I don't know why anyone can't do it. But like, well, we're trained in a hundred times gravity with like games and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm serious. Like, yeah. I think we're just, yeah. we really like that. Well, stuff. I feel like yeah. when it comes to storytelling, like it's it's almost irrefutable that mm. making the characters is the easiest part because I mean look at how many online creators have OCs that have absolutely no yeah. story attached to them somebody should tell like people who make films and shit that that should be the easiest part of your story yeah is the fucking character well, I feel <laughs> like I feel like movie writers are really trying for the like overall like uh, like yeah. impact of the film yeah. more than they give a shit about the characters in it, so, or they just don't give a shit about any of it. But like yep. some of the best stories are stories that are like slice of life stuff where the character moments are far more important than what's going on in the background, right? Yeah, yeah. like he got like Amelie and Lebowski and stuff like that, and like those are character led films. And then you've got on the other side of it, you've got th- fucking things like. Commercially successful things like Avatar and Transformers. Yeah. You can't tell me a fucking thing about those characters. It's like no. the red letter media, like, tell me um, some characteristics of Padme Amidala, right? 
Right. And it's like, you're like, oh my god, I can't do this. Yeah, because please, they're not please important. Descri- please describe to me personality characteristics <laughs> of uh, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Jinn. Jinn. Yeah. And someone says Liam Neeson as a, pa- yeah, a characteristic. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's yeah. 101, right? But so it many writers be. and directors don't get that. Like, you you need people to rally behind or mm. people to hate. Like, we watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, yeah. The High Evolutionary... I liked it. Oh, I it really was great. It. it was great. Yeah. And the High Evolutionary is the is the second best villain in the Marvel franchise. Yeah. After he's, Thanos. He's horrendously hateful. Yeah, you hate him. He, you hate him he instantly. He sucks. Yeah. So good. And it's the first great. It's so villain, easy. The first best villain, Yellow Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you mean Yellow Jacket Mordok? already comes back, yeah. You mean M- Mordok? No, Yellow yeah. Jacket is the evil Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant-Man. Yeah. But, but he, he's also... He becomes so you didn't Modoc, see Quantum yeah. Man. He's Modoc. Oh, is he? It, I didn't know that. It, it's fucking yeah. awful. Dude. I haven't watched a Marvel it's, movie in like five years. You're not it's missing anything. Weird, dude, Modoc is the weirdest fucking character yeah. in anything I've ever yeah. seen. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they did any of that. <laughs> But yeah, like high evolutionary. You know how easy it is to make you hate him. He fucks with animals. Yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. fucking easy for you to hate him. It's yeah. it's 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 genius how simple it yeah. is, right? I, I yeah. think it depends on how you value a story, though. Yeah. Like if you're like we're all character centric people. Yeah, like yeah. characters are the most important part of any story to us. But for some people, it's the setting. For some people, mm-hmm. it's the action. I think, for yeah. some people, it's the uh, I think James Gunn really liked like those characters, mm-hmm. and you can you can tell. Yeah. But what are we talking about? Are we doing a podcast about our show? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm like I'm like faded. I'm like ah, what are we talking about? All right, thank you, Eric, <laughs> for that email. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Austin Logan is the next one. I should really check that they. Oh before. my god! That's a big one. Um. I heard that my story lords are in need of questions for the season recap episode, so I'm here to answer the call with some bullshit. Going to throw out a smattering of questions below. Feel free to skip anything that isn't interesting or has already been addressed. We Thank already you, did number one. Um, some okay. questions to the group as a whole. Going forward, we did number next two. Season, oh, okay, three. Uh, not so much a question, but an idea. Along with Patreon prompts, that's patreon.com slash storylords, where you can sign <laughs> up to get your stories straight from the teat of the lords for all you peasants out there. I don't think you want to suck on my teats. Um, have you ever considered any other kind of reader input for your stories? Maybe something like bottle episodes for your genre or themes suggested by Patreon, something like that. Mm. I don't want to like do that because, like, I already have a hard enough time going up with the type of story yeah. it's going to be, right? I feel like, like we're pretty yeah. cemented into our genres at this point. Yeah. Like, we might do an episode where we shake it up and do different genres just for fun. Or absorb one of the other's genres, like mix it up for an April Fool's episode might be That quite would good. be cool. Like That would be funny. That would be quite funny. Um, okay. I just play it like we're just, we always do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um individual questions if you're so inclined we are so inclined rich you've mentioned at points that you struggled with writing and maintaining your numerous cast of characters uh now that season one is done do you still have the same sentiment from this listener's perspective i think you do did a fine job giving everyone fully realized traits i thought i thought you said taints then traits goals <laughs> conflict growth etc for what is i don't remember that part and i um, feel like i would i fully so, agree 
with Austin here. I think that you you said that you were having a lot of trouble, but it did not come through in your writing whatsoever. I... Yeah, it's like Michael Jordan was like, I only scored 50 points tonight. I could have scored 70. <laughs> I, I, th- I think what it is, is I complain that I make things hard for myself, but I have existed for nearly 40 years making my life as difficult for myself as I could possibly could do because I'm an idiot. So why Damn, wouldn't I keep doing that? because you're a millennial and that's what we fucking do. Yeah, exactly, True. right? I'm my own biggest enemy. I create yes. 11 characters because I love writing, right? Yes. And um, am I going to change? No. Like, as hard <laughs> as this 26 episodes was, I'm going to do exactly the same thing next season. I will do a, a, a single narrative all the way through with slight bottling and a, a cast of characters because I that's all I know how to do. That's the only way I can write. If I wrote one character for 26 episodes, I think I would learn to hate that character. But I don't yeah, hate you'd a hate single oh, yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so far, I don't hate a single character that I've created for Story Lords. Um, in fact, to the point where I made the villain a likeable character at the end. I was which, really impressed with that. Like, um, you went from this sort of one-dimensional evil villain to creating this like fully fleshed-out, realized character that did, I really yeah. liked. And you did it really well too, because you were just like, like, what the hell? Like in the story, yeah. you re- you were like, what is happening? Like, what's this <laughs> yeah. dude's deal? And it was and it was genius because like you yeah. set us up for most of the story yeah. to think he was going to be one dimensional the whole time, yeah. and when he suddenly wasn't, it was like yeah. shocking. Well, the, just the, the, leave a computer on long enough, and the ghost in the machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, like, I always thought to myself, like, the, like the best villains, like. Magneto and like uh, Saruman and all those sorts of pop culture villains, they always have a reason for doing what they do and they always in their head believe they're right, right? Um, And the Technomancer, like, I think, like, I I do this thing when I'm writing where I kind of like, I want to break my own heart a little bit. Like, he is, he's pitiful. You're fucked up, up, shit. But, like, He's pitiful, right? And he is loss personified. He wants friends. He wants friends. He ain't a dog. What else does he want? But he and he's so horrible that no one can love him because he's just complete negative emotion and space, right? He's the vacuum oh, of boy. Feeling. Do I feel that? <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like you're talking about me. I'm talking our language, boys. But um, like, and then you realise that he's pitiful. He's not a villain. He's just the person who he's didn't pitiable, get any yeah. love, and that he has to be killed, or he ha- well, he, he isn't killed. He's absorbed because you can't you can't get rid of those feelings of self loathing, right? You've just got to learn to accept them. I thought that was a really sort of poignant ending. Like uh, they wanted to destroy like darkness and sadness, but you can't. They you have yeah. to become okay with it. It has to become a part of you that you allow. Yeah. Yeah, you have to take Xanax enough so that you don't care anymore. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Like, you're you are joking, but you are not joking, and I know not. you're not. Yeah. Joking. Which character yeah. is the Xanax? Uh, uh, Mookie, Mookie. Mookie's probably dude, the sorry, Xanax. Dude, dude, well, Mookie's the Xanax. Okay, but is is she is she or is she just the feelings of positivity that we have to accept? Right, I think so Mookie's Heath probably. Is the Xanax. <laughs> well, um, yeah, probably. <laughs> Potentially. Mook, uh, Heath is the empty shell of all of us, right? <laughs> anyway. Heath is the receptor that accepts the Xanax into the brain. Yeah. 
<laughs> this yeah. metaphor is getting out but of like, I feel like we've lost the trail a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but, like, if if you read, or li- you're not going to read it. Yeah, well, you might do if you're a patron. Um, Patreon.com slash Storylords. Um, <laughs> if you... If you mm. If you listen to the stories, you'll see that uh, there is an element of self-help therapy, and that is always what I do through my stories. I, you know, therapy was such a big part of my life and such a yeah. bit important part, and I feel like, in some regard, it is in all of ours, right? In terms of whether it's you know like therapy from your partner or therapy from your friends or actual like therapy that you go to yeah um, i mean your stories become are like definitely a part of you that's why there's a cricket man in mine yeah <laughs> but what he just admitted <laughs> he's admitted he's a cricket man yeah he um, admitted but like it's how it's how i feel about things about life about like yeah. my nihilist approach to things like you yeah. have good feelings you have bad feelings just suck it up and deal with it right because that's the only way so you're going to get through that um, is extremely british so british <laughs> uh jeff you've created <laughs> some incredibly memorable characters <laughs> though you'll run through your run and put them right at home in their stories i particularly think detective noir is a fantastic fit for frankenstein oh, thank you uh, so agreed. much do you think you'll do anything else with these characters in works outside of Story Lords if they don't appear in season two? I, I feel like uh, Adam Frankenstein is ripe for doing a uh, comic. Yeah, so he's also ripe because his flesh is rotting. Hey, oh! Good night, everybody. So, <laughs> tip, tip your waitresses. Uh, I, I do think at some point I'm going to do that. Um,. There, there is very much a desire in me that I, I think I said even very soon after the first Candle Cousin story to do actual children's books with these yeah. characters. Yeah, I don't know how I would get rid of all the like, uh, like smoking and sex references and like mm. bad language. Have them well, one, have them suck a lollipop. Two. Uh, bad language. You just make up words. That's yeah. the best way. Yeah, yeah. You make up a substitute word. Uh, maybe Fringle. I'll maybe I'll just release them as is, and they're not children's books. They're bu- books for adults, but they're <laughs> just starring two kids with foul mouths. Perfect. Why a or one That's kid with yeah. foul mouth? The other kid's an angel, um, <laughs> literal angel. Whether they're gonna appear in season two or not, I don't. I don't know of any ongoing character I created that probably won't show up at yeah. some point. In don't season give two. that to them. They need I gave it to them for free. <laughs> they have to get Star Trek the magazine to find out what's going on. <laughs> uh, Josh, what's yeah. up with all the shit you've put Buffcat through, man? My dude has been getting beat the fuck up between these recent stories and the ones during fantasy fiction. Dude's got to be running low on them nine lives. <laughs> Uh, I think it's what we were talking about where you just, you, the, the stakes are, uh, uh equally proportionate to how cute the character is yeah. that gets beat up, right? Yep. Like, you love him because why wouldn't you? And having things happen to him makes easy pathos. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also you- like my cat died in my arms and it's traumatized me. Oh. So there you go. Jesus, Louises. <laughs> you, you've even got to make you've even got to make a character so cute that 
yeah. sorrow for them hurts your listener, or yes. you've got to make them so deserving of that fate, Pavlov, that yes. like well. it is, it is. <laughs> it's cathartic. Cathartic, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's BD one, right? Like. Yeah. Like in Jedi Survivor, Marin like you get smacked around, and you're like, "Yeah, she's fine." Like whatever. Yeah. Uh, BD One gets smacked, and you're like, "I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's also like the um, Alzheimer's suffering droid from Andor. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I, oh, if something god. happens to that droid, I'm gonna kill someone. Oh my god, dude! I watch it, I rewatch it, and I, I just I'm like, I can't. This fucking B Bemo or whatever. B two B two emo. B2 emo. I like that. <laughs> yeah. He's sad, man. Yeah. It's like, and it, it frames like what they're all going through because he's the only one who says it out loud, right? Yeah, he's the soul. He's yeah. like the, like, too too innocent for the world. Yeah. Well, rip buff cat. He's back. <laughs> he's he's back. fine. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, you've <laughs> all made my daily commute so much better with your incredible talent, wit, and friendship. Thank you all for the amazing season and looking forward to whole new worlds of adventure. Uh, Austin L, with this is crossed out, Chief Pettiness Officer aboard the USS Rip M Class email. Oh, and RIP. In place. That is. <laughs> in place. That, gorgeous. No, I was going to say that rank suits that thing you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, replaced by Story Squire attendant currently on quill cleaning and feather teasing duty in the year of our lords 42 42069. <laughs> Beautiful uh, feather vintage. Teasing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feather teasing question mark? I love that. Mm, mm. Uh, so the next email is from Federico. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, who is Freddy Mate on Discord. Um, oh, my God. It's a long one again. <laughs> Story Lords, thanks so much for bringing this podcast to fruition. As soon as you announced it, I jumped straight on from episode one and swore to myself that I'd support you all through Patreon when, when you started one. Hender, Woo-hoo, thank you. Hender Saints rise up. Hender um, Saints. <laughs> you didn't know that? Our our tears are pen pals. Yeah. Hender yeah. Saints. And then Masters Pieces. Masters Pieces. <laughs> uh, I know you've heard it all before regarding FF, but I'm such a huge fan of Josh. I need to thank you again for bringing this format of storytelling back. Um, Thanks for coming back, really. I you ha- need to thank me. I had, us. <laughs> I had. He's always been here. Uh, I hadn't heard of either Rich or Jeff before this podcast, but fuck, I am now. Yeah. I I am what? I am. I am. I am am heard of them. I am Um, heard of them. I I really love how you all have different methods of storytelling, which makes them all so unique and enjoyable, but all equally as hilarious and engaging. Sorry for the dick sucking, but I know you love it, so... Questions time? I've been Who thinking doesn't? about these. I do love to have my dick sucked. Uh, I mean, one... metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all the other ways. Uh, one we've done, because it's what, what are, are our influences. Uh, two, uh, I mean, grapefruit in. You've seen that video, right? That early internet grapefruit in video? What? Oh my god, you haven't seen it. 
Right, I've definitely shown you that afterwards. But there's people who are like, how have you not seen the grapefruit in instructional dick-sucking? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I mean, um, we, we always say, uh, suck my dick with your butt. We say that a lot. <laughs> um, we've, uh, we've answered one and two. I don't think um, we've answered two. Oh, we, answered, oh, we haven't answered two. With season one behind us, who have your personal favourite characters been to write and evolve? Uh, Gary. I like how he's like even more ridiculous now. <laughs> like, I think it's funny that, like, because I don't really know what to do with him, I just make him do whatever, and, like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, imitated life. Yeah, also, like, he's got all the time in the world, right? Like, if you were a skeleton who lived forever, presumably, uh, what would you do with your time? <laughs> right? Like, what would he's you completely do? lost his mind from being yeah, alive for absolutely. so long yeah. as well. Yeah. Which is what would happen to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He needs to double die. <laughs> the the characters that I absolutely have the most fun writing are like Adam Frankenstein because I've mm-hmm. most of the see, quote unquote serious stuff I've written in the past that didn't really see the light of day was like neo noir. Mm. And so I'm really comfortable writing in that first-person perspective. Yeah. And bringing a character's personality into it, like, way more than is necessary. Um, Because nobody writes exactly like they talk in the same way that people tend to do in neo-noir. But um, It's always very, like, uh, formally informal. Yeah. And uh, the character that I have the most fun time writing is Pavlov Flinch. Because he is yeah. horrid in every yeah. way, and I find He's that so funny. <laughs> just a piece of fucking dog shit. <laughs> he really is. And, like, the more people hate him, the worse I make him. It's so he's, fun. He's the Larry David of your universe. That's what he is. He's, he's like, dude, he fucking wishes he, he wishes. was Larry David. <laughs> Larry David is, like, smart and funny and Larry witty David and clever. is self-aware. But yeah. you love to hate Larry David in, in, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Like uh, I love him because he's right all the time. Well, he I, is yeah, right I feel all the like time. I'm not the right person to because <laughs> yeah. like, I I think he's right all the time. Yeah, he is <laughs> right all like the time. You're on a podcast with two Larry David sympathizers. <laughs> I no, you are right. He is right the majority of the time. Like the taking off the shoes in the person's house. Like yes. no, I don't want to take my shoes off. Why should I take my shoes off? That um, one episode where he yells at the little kid for singing early in the morning. Yeah, absolutely right. The, the one yeah. where he gets into the big fucking kerfuffle with the guy who parks his truck wrong. Yeah. That one was 100% correct. Yep. Yeah. Never been wrong. He's never been wrong. You're right. You're right. He's how... He's like the... No, he's almost like the antithesis of Larry David. He's like in, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, everyone else is yeah. wrong. Yeah, he's, com- yeah, he's, he's com- everybody else in, yeah. in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. He's completely incapable of any sort of self-introspection or knowledge yeah. of the self at all. He yeah. is completely external as a character. <laughs> it's just a broken meat sack of a disgusting applesauce pocketed bitch. Like, how did this man come to be? Like, what could have possibly created this foul abomination that haunts our only, streets? Only mm. a true psychopath could write such a character. He's well, let's the, not get crazy here. He's the let's valiant th- brother that lived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a piece of work. 
Um, <laughs> anyone who wears a keyboard tie is a piece of work, right? Um, yeah, that's a, it's a piano yeah. tie. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh my so god! Joe, look out! Oh, look! Um. <laughs> look, I have nothing to say after that. But look, <laughs> uh, it's hard. It's hard because, like, I, one of my goals for the season was making sure that they all evolved to a place where they had their story told, right? So if it was grief they were suffering with, it was resolved by the end. If it was the fact that they, you know, were obsessed with the future and didn't focus on the now, they they got past that. But I think Grissom's the character who I really enjoyed the evolution of. Once he realised that he was... He existed in a fascist state where he was like judge jury and executioner for the universe which is cool when i first brought him in because he was like just killing harvesters and then you yeah. realize fuck these people are the dukes are led pieces of shit yeah um and he's been teaching lionel to be a piece of shit and he's not yeah. good enough to teach lionel and then lionel That's... realizes he's not good enough to teach me i'm better than him right it's, it's but they're brothers. yeah 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 <laughs> All Dukes of Lead are <laughs> business majors, aka um, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but like the whole telling him that he was the he was better than him, and he was his real brother and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like that's that's t- tucking a character up and putting them to bed. Because where do you put a character? Where do you put? would you put a character through after that because they realize they're happy now and they don't have to worry about like all this stuff in the past that they're carrying yeah. poison in them anymore oh you so put them in a tournament to arc. Them... yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say but um yeah i think grissom was one of my favorites to write it was so easy writing grissom and lionel episodes um yeah really really easy like they're just it's like having laurel and hardy in my uh, sci-fi <laughs> show they were just so easy what a to timely write. reverence <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like having uh pt barnum and <laughs> bailey i don't know whatever <laughs> bailey william henry taft <laughs> But yeah, they were just easy to write and they were the fun... Grissom in particular was fun to evolve. Um, Next question. Each host seems to have their distinct storytelling style and universe. How do you manage to bring your individual creative strengths together to create a cohesive and engaging podcast? Uh, Reinforcing... You just throw shit together. Yeah, Yeah, I think the real answer to this is uh, accidentally. Yep. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there was there. Nothing is planned. There's no nah. planning. This is nah. chaos, guys. But also, it's being, literal chaos. Uh, but being easygoing about like when we're not quite there, you know, like uh, I'm yeah. not. Uh, I don't do the greatest intros at times, but I don't get any shit for it. Um, no, they're the best. Don't intros, you? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any real shit for it. True, plus, yeah. Plus, what helps is that we talk every day, right? Yeah, right. pretty much. So um, sometimes I go on a three D printing bender and they don't see me for two days, but, <laughs> but I'm still there. But it's easy to understand what the other one's going through when uh, it like they hit a bit of writer's block or they don't think their story's good or something like that or they've got other stuff going on in the world. It's easy. Yeah, I'm gonna. To, I'm gonna I'm going to pull a little card from the Rich Masters book here. 
It does. It doesn't matter that nothing matters so much yeah. that there's a problem. Like there's no. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you're if you're the type of person who worries constantly about how your friends perceive you, you yeah. might be inadvertently creating the problem, right? Yeah, you're overthinking it. Um, like just just be a normal person. Uh, that, that's yeah. like we're three normal people. We're idiots <laughs> and we're great and we're you know normal and we're abnormal like you know yeah. it's nothing just, is uh, normal nothing i, I is feel like abnormal. we gelled together as people is what caused it really yeah. like i mean uh for some reason like these three disparate people that couldn't be that could could probably be from weirder less related places on earth mm-hmm. from each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it would be a and challenge. England, I thought, was just in books until I met Rich. There be dragons. Yes, there be Englishmen here. Yes, some uh, worse than dragons. Uh, we <laughs> we just gelled together and that uh, as people, and I think that really translates to the podcast naturally. Yeah, that's a better answer than me saying we just made it up as we went along. And so- sometimes I don't think like people are aware of this as well. Like sometimes uh, Jeff and I will be talking. And Josh doesn't have anything to contribute, and he'll just sit back and he'll listen. And the same happens when the other two speak or the other two speak. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, like comfortable being comfortable with your friends talking while you're not. It really yeah. helps you gel, right? I never even. Sometimes I read it, and sometimes I don't, because I'm just like, oh, I missed that. I don't yeah. know what they're talking about. Yeah, and that's just the way. It's like think and about nobody it, like, cares being at a if party. you did or didn't. They're yeah, that's yeah. like, eh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> It's yep. like being at a party and you walked away from the table to go get a drink and then you come back to a conversation <laughs> that you didn't start. Like, it's like, whatever, I'm going to go over here now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just that. And Jeff still hasn't seen Andor, so he's going to have to cope with the fact that sometimes we talk about Andor. And he doesn't. Motherfucker still hasn't seen I, Battlestar. Well, I know, I know. You I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Andor and like when you guys talk about it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about B2 emo and you're like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm gonna make you a B2 emo. Print one out. Why would uh, I want that? Because you do. Believe me. Um, sad. Prompts. Ding ding. Shape the way a story can evolve. What's been the most surprising or unexpected prompt you've received? Is frogs. And how frogs. did it lead to an incredible story? Um, it was. It was absolutely frogs. <laughs> mine wasn't incredible, so I can't answer this. It was a complete. N- that was I guess so it was incredible fun. In, in that the rat got a gun, and now that's a thing that this rat has a gun. I think consistently, socks was the one. Socks yeah, was, was socks and yeah. katana did not go together. We we poo pooed it when it first was said. Right, we yeah. were like, oh god, what are we gonna do here? It's not like chainsaws and amputations, which was so easy to put together. Yeah, the one um, that was the easiest by far was casinos and crime lords. Yeah, that was. I was really like, that easy. couldn't have been put together any better. It's just you're saying the same thing. And then it's we that. had like ice and monoliths, and it was like, oh for fuck's sake, yeah. what are we gonna do with this? Ziggurats and politicians. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. But yeah, that I think one was a little rough. I think, um, like, all of our episodes I've been 100% happy with, but I think Kat, uh, Katana and Socks was the first one I thought, wow, we've really got something here. Like, yeah. if, like we're, it's gelling together really well. Like, we're creating good stories out of anything now. And the stories yeah, have started prolonging and stuff. I think we did that pretty early on, and it. I think all great, like shows like i remember like 
like watch the first like two episodes of Aqua Teen, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is nonsense and it's funny, but yeah. really like it's gonna three, be. Yeah, yeah, like like the third and fourth episode, you're like, okay, they they get it. Like yeah. that's what this is, right? Absolutely. I think that that's kind of how we were. I agree. Also, we had the wrong name for a real long time. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. No, just like I don't know about the emails for the other. Yeah, show it's we do. always been story lords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question: With different genres explored in every episode, how do you approach pacing and character development to ensure each story feels complete and satisfying within the limited time frame of an episode? Well, basically, we agree on having eight-page stories, and then we fuck it up by making a fourteen-page story. I mean. I'm gonna throw you under the bus here <laughs> yep. and say that that was my fault. You do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, Jeff is like, yeah, I also don't do that. I don't never, I never. Don't look at the don't look at the page counts. Yeah, um, don't look at the number. What I'm learning from these questions is that people think that there's a whole lot more thought and yeah. like spe- yeah. specificity put into our podcast than there actually is, which is a mm. really great compliment. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for thinking we're smart. Yeah. I, <laughs> we're, I, we're operating on, like, <laughs> fully on, like, left brainness this whole yeah. show. It's all fucking emotion. Yeah. yeah. I, I genuinely think, uh, it, it, don't worry so much about theory. Although, you know, I'm a theory person. Just keep writing. Just keep writing every day. Write something. And it's like art. You will you will learn it. You will get better every day. You just And, and like art, it also... It also helps to uh, like take in good works yeah. in that field. Like as an artist looking at other artists' great work and like learning how like they've done it and how to apply that to your own style and ability is extremely important or else you're gonna stagnate. And that's mm. a thousand percent true for writing as well. Like if you don't like intake any new type of stories which i mean listen to our podcast you'll intake three new stories every two weeks really formative for making mm. good stories it's, it's so tune in but yeah a it, lot of times like i'll have wa- i know we all do this too like we, i'll i'll have watched something and i'll be like oh i just want to do like a story that's like this yeah right? and yeah. I, I try to like frame it that way and that's okay to do because that's every fucking story ever written. Yeah, as long as you put your going. own spin on yeah. it, your own characters, your own ideas, like uh, you're cr- you're creating still, and that's great practice as well. That's why yeah. like so many artists and writers start out making fan art and fan fiction. Yeah, because yeah, that's why I think like Dave Filoni with Clone Wars was like, there's a fucking Godzilla episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and you're absolutely. like, what the fuck? But like, it's like a beloved show because he was just like, I'm gonna do a Godzilla episode. Yeah. You know, I think it's important as well. Like Josh was hinting out there with his pure genius is, <laughs> uh, do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll get much better results if you do what you want and not what you think other people are going to like. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel bad if you're writing what you want. It can feel bad if you're writing what you think you should well, be writing. Th- that was sort of the uh, again, I've mentioned uh, there are those on Reddit that do not care for me. And the thing that uh makes yeah. me not give a shit about that for the most mm-hmm. part is that I'm just doing what I want. If you yeah. don't like it, that's fine. Like I'm not making it for you. Well, I'm making it for yeah. those of you that like it. But not yeah. really. I'm making it for me. Well, the thing is, we're making it primarily on the show. 
I'm thinking when I write, what would make Josh yes. and Jeff laugh? Yeah, absolutely. Right? And what would make me laugh? Because I'm the worst person at reading my own stories because I give away where the laugh is because I'm already laughing as oh, I'm yeah. telling the joke. <laughs> yeah. um, I and I do it all the time. Um, because it's uh, I can't, I just it, like the things that make you guys laugh are the things that make me laugh, and I can envision them in my head. So when I'm doing yep. the story, I've obviously thought it was funny. Um, yep. It depends on yeah. how long it's been since I wrote it, whether I'm going to laugh about it or not. And like if it's been a while, that... I will catch myself off guard with yeah. my own stupid jokes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's There's that... shit that I don't even uh, like. You could. Like I like when people reference things to me that I and I like I don't remember yeah. saying that. At it's, all. It's That's like, my life. Yeah. It's like when they quote podcast. Like I think like it didn't. It didn't occur to me before I started doing it that like when you're doing it all the time, I can't keep track of what I say. I you can't don't have time. I can't keep yeah. track of what I say in Toon Hounds either. Like someone was you like, don't have "Oh, time you... for that shit, man." Yeah, like, there's it's... there's a sort of embarrassment that I feel every time someone quotes one of my own jokes from M class back at me and I don't recognize yeah. it whatsoever. I don't know yeah. why they're saying this thing to me. Yeah. Well, we're all just living this like like Pilkington-esque <laughs> life of yeah. like saying stupid shit and not really thinking about it. We're just like, true. yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a certain level of that. But also like as the person saying that quote back to you, do, do they catalogue their own jokes and their own... Thing? No, no. Well, they don't like, think about not... it that way, right? No, they're, no. they're experiencing the podcast the same way we experience any other type of media, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like that uh, there's a sort of disconnect between the understanding of how much pre-planning goes into what we say mm. on a podcast because people are so used to how pre-planned everything else they sort of digest on that level is like movies television yeah. plays books everything is pre-planned mm. but uh podcast streams uh youtube shows quite often not pre-planned yeah. Yeah. um i'm gonna move on again there's nothing the, there's uh, nothing wrong with quoting stuff at us i do find no 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 i no, like it when yeah. people like something i've said enough to say it back to me yeah, Some, but I, yeah, but we're just dumb and we don't remember what we're talking about. Someone yeah. referenced. It's like Ow. the floor go thing, right? It's like the floor go thing when floor someone was go. like, "You haven't put floor go in the story," and I was like, "Oh fuck, what have I done?" Um, <laughs> and it was really funny. Um, we're just being really nice about you forgetting floor go. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny joke that you that floor go was brought up. Haha, <laughs> Josh, we need to get yeah. him medicine. Yeah, he forgot Florida. <laughs> My dementia's kicking in again. Uh, what does that mean? You all have a strong background in comedy. How do you use humour to enhance the storytelling experience and create memorable and entertaining moments for your listeners? We just do it. I just make jokes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, whenever I think some the story land, needs, don't. whenever I think the story needs a joke, I put a joke in. That's just genuinely it. That we've um, got a rule of thumb when we write TTOS um, in to Ponsier and Subspace. Um, that like. Everything should be leading to telling or leading out of a joke, and I feel yeah. like when you're writing comedy, I feel like that. Otherwise, you're wasting stuff sometimes. Um, but when you... well, that's why I think like Futurama is so beloved too. Yeah. Is there, it's so full of jokes. Like there's so many. Mm -hmm. Like you can watch Futurama now and be like, I never heard that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Do, full of jokes. Do I have a strong background in comedy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I think the fact that you just said that means yes. Uh, I like comedy is um, like Josh said, it's hit or miss. I mean, mm. like you put the jokes in and you hope that they land, and if they don't, you just move on. And yeah. uh, you you just hope that you have a decent batting average when yeah. it comes to the jokes. Because some stories, yep. some stories of mine that I've written, and I'm not going to point out which one because again, I don't remember. Uh, some stories that I've written have not landed the way I hoped they would with Josh and Rich. What I'm telling them. At certain parts, they've all done well. Was it, Every was all it the, the one with Florgo. <laughs> I don't remember Florgo. Oh wow, who's got the who's got the dimension now, eh? Oh, it's always uh, been me. Um, <laughs> the, where are we? That like um, and when I'm reading it, and I'll tell a joke, and then there's like maybe like a huh, or like there's like some silence. I'm like, all right, well, don't do that type of joke again. And <laughs> that, that's not always the and, thing. Though. Well, the thing is, yeah. I'm not going to remember that note for myself. And exactly. I will do it again. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, sometimes- again, comedy is fairly personal as well, yeah. right? Like what someone finds funny is can be entirely different than what somebody else finds funny. Yeah. And I think, cycles. <laughs> <laughs> I think making peace with that is probably a really good first step to making sure that like you said that you're creating memorable and entertaining moments mm. the less you care about that and try and focus yeah. on it the more free flowing you're going to be and the more successful you're going to be at comedy mm. the best advice i can give is be around if you want to do comedy or something be around people who are going to let you fuck up yeah and mm. not and not call you on it cuz they also understand. And I've had uh, been really lucky in my life that I've had lots of people who have been that with me and for me, you know? And because you're going to fuck up. And everyone who's a comedian, a comedian, whatever that even means, everyone who does jokes or whatever fucks up. It, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. It's part of it. Just happens. <laughs> it also helps. If you're not fucking up, you're not funny. True. Uh, it also helps if you can't help but compulsively make jokes all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which is to hide life. <laughs> to hide a yeah. deep-seated sense of insecurity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the trauma of growing up in uh-huh. whatever kind of yeah. shitty family you grew yeah. up. Yeah. Uh huh. Comedy is your coping mechanism. Then it yeah. helps. Yeah. yeah, comedy is my co-pilot. <laughs> Take the wheel, comedy. <laughs> um, over time, your original universes have grown and expanded. Can you share some insights into the world-building process? How you keep track of the law and continuity within each universe? I have a uh, notes app. Yeah, or a, <laughs> I read. Sometimes I reread the things I've read before. Like I can't remember what color someone's wearing or something like that. And I know that. <laughs> wow, you, know, you guys are like really good at stuff. You just reminded me of my favorite note that I have in my notes app. It's it's in the Bros Before Pros crossed out Story Lords note. <laughs> nice. And uh, it's like the eighth or ninth note, and it's uh, a name of a character. I think it's like Tom uh, O'Malley or something. <laughs> and next to it, it says, Who is this? It all caps with question marks. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never remember who this character was supposed to be. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> I just like remember shit. Like Damn. I don't know. I just like like to me it's like uh it's like real in a way. Like I just, it's like how I remember facts. Like th- those part of my brain that part of my brain is connected 
to each other, I think. Cause that's, I, that's really I good, actually. Mm. I have, like, a really good recall with dreams. Like, I recall every yeah. dream I've ever had. I do not. Well, I don't. I don't dream, I don't think, anymore. I think that, that part of my mind is that's dead. That's one of the saddest things I've ever said, even though it doesn't mean the thing that it would make it sad. No, 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 no. I don't dream anymore, that part of me like, that years dreams. years later, <laughs> I would think of it. Like, I, I think of dreams, like, years later. I'm like, oh, I remember that dream. Yeah. And, like, I, I just think my brain works, like, differently like that. I don't know. If it's, I don't think it's better, because it's, like... I think it's better. <laughs> a lot of times, like, trauma and stuff yeah. is very real, right? Yeah. But I just picture, I just think of it as like a historical fact. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what happens. This is what happens. Yeah. This, you know. It, it, there's no wrong way to do it as well. I'm sure we've yeah. made continuity errors and stuff like that. Um, like, no, we it's haven't. Just... <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Um, right. Question eight. How has your audience's response and feedback influenced the evolution of the podcast and the stories you tell? Have there been any instances where audience suggestions led to unexpected but delightful plot twists? Um can I say that yeah. I don't listen to any of it? Uh, yeah, I I love the feedback, but I have um, yeah. such faith in my ability to do this that I don't change. Even if everyone said, oh, I really hate that character, I am going to ram that character that I love down <laughs> down your fucking that's, throat until you like it. That's what's fucking funny about yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've never... Uh, changed anything in any of my stories because of audience feedback and it's not because mm. I don't like audience feedback yeah. No, yeah, I do very it. much love when people talk about the podcast I think hey maybe people should talk more about it I don't know yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like like we could be on to something here if we <laughs> talked about yeah yeah no I hate I fear change more than I uh uh <laughs> 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 what so what like yeah I feel I just I don't change I don't change for no man no it's uh, it's it's really cool to see audiences' feedback and their ideas and stuff. But I feel like it would be disingenuous to mm. change the story because someone had an idea of where it was gonna go, and I didn't want I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all telling pretty like good stories in the sense of like, you know, like, these aren't psychopaths writing stories where yeah. like shits. You know, it's, it's all pretty. Uh, inclusive and there's a lot like i don't know i hope there's a lot of that because i think that's important you know yeah um, absolutely squid ludwig sent me a dm um about some he didn't want me to confirm or deny it but he just said like oh this is the things that i think are going to happen in the series finale like three episodes out and like a couple of them were true and a couple of them were like oh that would have been interested interesting yeah. but i wouldn't change it for anyone i, I think felt- the funniest Go, sorry, go oh, I was just gonna say I felt a similar way with Squid Ludwig because he yeah. DM'd me like uh, a big secret reveal that yeah. he thought was gonna happen. You and didn't I was DM like, me. Why is everyone so afraid of DMing? No, <laughs> but I was like, I saw it and I was like, oh, that would be cool. I'm not doing it, but it would have been cool. <laughs> um, what What was the one that you thought, Rich, that you were gonna say? Oh, uh, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah as well was um, said to me. He predicted the fact that. When I split the crew up, it was an act. Oh, um, that's calm. And that's, I was, that's, yeah. I was like, oh man, I can't confirm or deny this. So I just was he, like, that's interesting. <laughs> he too saw the movie Confidence, <laughs> which is an underrated great movie. Yeah. That is an underrated flick. 
Um, but no, I don't think any of us do that. I think we have faith in our own stories and we don't reveal any secrets about the story to each other what, um, in between the sessions either. Man, I, um, I had a bad time one night in the Story Lords Discord. It wasn't really, but it was like... I, I felt bad because I made a joke about how Rich's story was going to do this or that, and everybody thought yeah. that I'd spoiled it. And I was yeah, like, Rich no, has no, never don't told me anything we about don't, any no, of his stories. Yeah. Um, anything that I tell you guys is me telling like when i said this is going to be the last episode and the next one's going to be the epilogue that's stuff that you learn for the first time on the podcast mm-hmm. so like because because i feel like they should learn the same time you time you guys learn that's just how it yeah, is I yeah no it, it's it would be a bad idea to tell you what i was gonna do that's, yeah it's like it a magician the, telling yeah. you the trick yeah, it takes the fun out of stupid. hearing the story for yeah. us which yeah. again we're first and foremost trying to entertain each other before we yep. entertain anybody else yeah little do you guys know that it's the prestige over here so every time I read a story it's a <laughs> different Josh I have to kill myself every time <laughs> that tries. that's what happens in that movie by the way yeah spoilers <laughs> for a 20 year old movie Nikola um, Tesla is in it Lastly, can you share a behind-the-scenes anecdote or memorable moment from the making of episodes that stand out as particularly fun or challenging? Jo- well, we Josh. did spend three hours was... waiting for Rich to get his internet <laughs> working say... early. Yeah. <laughs> One time, uh, Rich didn't know how to use a computer, so we had to wait for him. Do you remember the... Uh, I, of course you remember, but for about two weeks, two episodes solid, there was something wrong with my audio, and neither of us could figure it out. And yeah, hated I, it. Uh, like, <laughs> and we're not we're not stupid. Like Josh has been editing yeah. episodes for he, he, he edits all the episodes of Story Lords. But like you've been editing for like since you were at school, right? Yeah, like fifteen years, um, twenty years almost. And um, like I know how to use a computer, and I know how to mm, use Audacity. Debatable. Um, <laughs> But there was something wrong with the audio, and we could not figure it out. I think it was Premiere. I think Premiere just didn't like... Because they update Premiere, and like um, they break it. <laughs> like Every couple of weeks, it breaks, because, you know, that's the way it is now, right? Um, all of the other anecdotes are that we sometimes take like 40-minute breaks between telling stories and get into just constant conversations about Star Wars and anal prolapsing we got into a conversation about once. Uh, we, got about, we had a big conversation about the guy who cheated at chess with the vibrator up his Yeah, butt. we did. Oh, yeah, with um, the chess vibrator. Yeah. We talked for fi- uh, the longest tangent we went on. We spent an hour and a half talking about fucking curry between... Oh, yeah. um, I had curry chicken last night and I ate the whole fucking thing. Uh, the way we end the podcast <laughs> is that Josh is always asking us for our advice on what you should eat for dinner that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> the the one that I think uh, eagle-eyed listeners may have picked up on if they really open their eagle eye ears <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, when there was a horrific storm when we were recording, <laughs> and I lost internet during it, and we had to do it another day. Yeah. So it was like oh part man, of an episode that. one day and part of an episode the next. Yeah, that was bad. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, no oh, one, yeah. And we link each other. Well, Rich and I link each other sideshow collectible <laughs> links. 
<laughs> we do. Or, There's um, a lot of that. And, like, I'm staring at it. Like, I'm, like... These two are like the guys who are so deep into addiction that there's no rehab yeah. that could save them. Yeah. And I'm the guy who's teetering on the edge of addiction who's just I'm just I can't I can't look at it. I mean, yeah. that's why I link it to all of us, so I'm not the only one. And uh like there is a devil and angel situation where like Jeff used to say, No, nah, you don't need that and Josh used to be like, Of course you fucking need it, you buy yeah. it, bitch. Yeah, and now, and now Jeff's just the same. Jeff's like, buy it. It's it's funner that way, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's funner to be bad. Being doing bad things with my friends is fun. Yeah. Uh, I again, know he's gonna get it anyway, so I may as well get on the good yeah. side of it. Yeah, exactly. Join like, the winning side. I can't look at that Zatanna premium format statue where she's hovering on the mirror without thinking, like hearing your voice. Like, why don't you just get it? She's one of your favorite characters. Why don't you just get it? You should um, probably just get it, honestly. I probably should. Probably just fucking get it. Um, <laughs> cheer uh, again. Thanks for last and stories. Can't wait for season two. Cheers, Fed, Freddy, mate on Discord. Uh, how far are we into this? Oh my fucking god! Yeah, we've got so many more to go. Yeah. Um, Is this a two-parter? It, it might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, don't we have to eat soon? <laughs> uh, what was that last one? <laughs> it that was, was Austin yeah. Federico. Federico. No, Federico. Okay. Count them, Jeff. Count them. Jesus fuck. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, We're, we've broke 15, the 16, point. 17 oh, emails wow. left. No, we, we haven't. No, we haven't. We haven't even sniffed the halfway mark. All right, should we do a couple? Should we do a couple more and then take a break and decide if we're going to make it too far? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one's from Is Really Donut. Um, I think we already decided. <laughs> <laughs> wow, crazy to think it's already been a year. Having fallen in love with fantasy fiction and then OGOC, when I heard of this podcast, I was immediately hooked. I am deeply grateful for all the laughs and tears, Rich. That keep kept me sane Matt. doing mindless busy work in the back of a warehouse. I'm also glad my prompt ch- suggestion of chainsaws was selected too. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, those stories were great. As far as a question, if you had to select three characters from each of your guys' stories and write about them, which three would you choose and what would they be doing? That's a good one. I choose all my characters because I know how to write them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that cheating? It probably is a little bit cheating. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, Grissom Graves. Pavlov Flinch. I feel like I would be really good at Stoker. Like, he would fit Mm -hmm. in, right? Yeah. Depraved. I I would choose Grissom Graves, Pavlov Flinch, and uh, Sid. Because it would be two gruff-ass, badass dudes who would hate every second they would have to spend with this living nightmare of a person. Yeah, yeah. It, that would be really good. <laughs> Mine would be a buff oh. cat, Frankenstein and Graves. In a Ooh, sort of, uh, a buff, buff-ass buff, team. Buff-ass team that all hate each other and then come to respect each other begrudgingly. Yeah. I think they could break out of prison together. <laughs> I think Grissom and Sid would be hired... To get Pavlov Flinch somewhere. 
<laughs> like oh, he's God, being like hunted the, and they have to keep run. him alive. Yeah, it's Midnight Run or fucking the what's that the fucking movie? The one with the rock. Transporter. Transporter. Oh right. And he's just like the biggest piece of garbage and they hate every second they have to be around him, <laughs> yeah. but they have to keep him alive. Yep. What's the one with Rock the Rock and the guy from American Pie? The rundown. The rundown. The rundown. The rundown is movie. a great movie. Yeah. Get out of here, monkey! <laughs> uh, that's called Welcome to the Jungle over here. They changed the oh, name Oh, is it? it? Yeah. That's a pretty good name. Um, that was it. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, you haven't done it, Josh, sorry. Yeah, I'll pick, um, fuck, yeah, I said Stoker, and then uh, I would pick Myrtle, because I've already written about her in my fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stoker, Myrtle, and... You gotta have a straight man, so Ugla. And she'd just be like, oh my god. Like, it would just be like <laughs> Kayla, and, uh, but Ugla. <laughs> Kayla and Ugla do have. There's a through line with those characters. Yeah, yeah similarities. Yeah. Well, uh, same guy wrote them. True. Ne- <laughs> That's true. Next one from uh, Sean Tabor again. Uh, what do you all do on your week off? Jerk, Jerk it. off. <laughs> I've been 3D printing like crazy. It's fun. Uh, I I try I make art, except when I don't get hired to make art. Hire Jeff hired to make art. Uh, uh, I've I've been uh, I watched only murders in the building because I really wanted a um, mystery story, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot better in a lot in some ways than I thought it was going to be, and it was a mm. lot. Like, like different than I thought it was gonna be. It's nowhere near as comedic as they make it out to be. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, more of a character study, and it gets like genuinely sad at parts. I like shows like that. Um, we Rachel and I recently watched The Sinner with um, Jessica Biel and Brian, the guy from who plays the president in Independence Day, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Or yeah, Bill, Bill Paxton. Pullman. No, it's no, Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Bill Paxton's Bill the guy who died dead. in Aliens, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking um, of Bill Pullman. Life. Yes, yeah. Um, and that was pretty good. It was about a like police detective who has like intimacy issues trying to make a connection with a woman who's uh, who just randomly kills someone on a beach. Oh god. Um, it was really it was like it was great storytelling. It was just a bit sort of like I think I've seen this and I think it was like popular because it was telling a different sort of story, but it was kind of right. like, you know, yeah. It was good, I guess, I, was I guess I've also been watching a lot of Columbo. Yeah. Oh, my God, Pop-Pop. Yeah, exactly. Well, when I was a kid, I would be like, why do people, why do, like, old people like this show? But now I'm old enough. I'm so, I'm the old people. I like the show. My grandfather's 90 years, he's going to be 90 years old in September, and he watches Columbo, and I go over there, and he's telling me about Columbo. <laughs> and I'm like, Columbo yeah, I is, know about Columbo. Columbo is fucking hilarious. Like, ah, everyone hates him so much. <laughs> There's definitely a part, whether I knew it or not, of Pavlov, Pavlov Flitch yeah. that's based yeah, on Columbo. Yeah. Same dirty Mac. Because everyone Shit, hates Columbo. Like, because he yeah. just won't stop asking them questions. Like, he knows they did the murder. He's just trying to yeah. get the evidence for it. Yeah. When do you and they think, think he's a stop? moron, and then they're like, wait a minute. He knows what I'm did. I gotta get rid of him, and I gotta kill him. Yeah. Eventually, he, he he gets enough evidence that he's like, "Well, I'm not here to question you. I'm actually here to arrest you." When do you think you're gonna start watching Bronk? 
Dude, speaking of Bronk, Only Murders in the Building has a direct fucking reference to Bronk, I think. It wow. has to be. How because, the fuck is that even a thing? Because Steve Martin's character is a washed-up old TV actor who played a, a cop on TV named Brazos. It's gotta be. And he's it, he's right? got this. His wig is styled in the shots of the show just like Bronx hair. I bet you he like liked that show, right? Steve Martin probably like or thought it was funny or something. Maybe. You know? But he like that's crazy. The only difference between them visually is he's wearing sunglasses as Brazos. <laughs> and Lacey, I was like, Bronk is a cop <laughs> with sunglasses. I was like, how is this real? How is Bronk being referenced on a show in the year 2020, whenever this fucking came out? Dude, right? <laughs> Dude, so weird. It's like when the algorithm catches up to you in real life. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, what the fuck? Also, I've been watching a lot of Bruce Lee movies. Who oh, fuck yeah. Oh, and fucking uh, Pluto? On, um... Uh, yeah, I watched a few on Pluto because they have like a martial arts channel. On yeah, there. they have a whole channel. It's great. Uh, but I watched I, Enter the Dragon on whatever fucking streaming service has you it. You can like the there is never a time when that film isn't on as I'm flicking through channels. Uh, where, well, when we used to have channels, yeah, and I yeah. wouldn't stop and watch it. Yep, that's any a, part is good. Yeah, I mean, on yep. That movie is. I watched so Rise of good. the Beast. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All the new Transformers oh, piece wow. of shit. It like it wasn't terrible. It was better than like all the first three. Yeah. Um. And, but Bumblebee is like the best one. Yeah. Like that's the best movie they made, right? Yeah. Like, because it's everything that Transformers should be. It's, and this kind of does that, except yeah. it's got Omicron, Omnicron, or whatever. Uh, it's just the. Uh, that was the one that was gonna tempt me if any of them were, and it didn't mm. because like I was a big Beast Wars fan as a yeah. kid. Yeah, I never yeah, liked yeah. Transformers. Like I've never really? really been a Transformers fan. I love the movie. I think that's the best. Like the animated movie. Animated, animated movie. Yeah, I think that's the Spoiler best. Spoiler alert, though. At the end, they're gonna do a GI Joe Transformers thing. Oh, yeah. shocking! The the main guy gets recruited by the Joes. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Remember the hit movies, the GI, the two GI Joe movies. <laughs> no, considered... I don't remember though. <laughs> is that considered nepotism that you get recruited because you know the Transformers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's the worst line in the movie, which is saying something. Mm. And the GI Joe recruiter guy is like, "The whole team is invited." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, the GI Joe's one fucking Transformers and Optimus Prime on their side. Okay, like I liked Transformers, okay, but I wasn't a big fan. But like I was a big fan of Beast Wars. So yeah. the fact yeah. that this movie did not entice me at all tells you everything you need to know. I, I Ron, think I've Ron Perlman is uh, Optimus Primo Hoagies. So mm, I think I've seen enough um, uh, smashing of toys together in those original. Couple of live action films that I don't yeah. ever need to see them again. Like, I realized something throughout, like this movie. It took me this long to realize that they make the bad guys so overpowered to create the drama that they need. It's not drama at all. It's just mm -hmm. that the good guys are constantly getting their fucking shit kicked in. Yeah. And it's so boring because you're like, well, then they're gonna fucking come back and win somehow. That, you know? that movie did teach me teach me something, even though I haven't what seen it. it. 
it, when the first advertisements and stuff came on for it, I was like, what the fuck? How are there two Optimus Primes? How does that make any fucking sense? Yeah. And then I went and looked up Optimus Primal. Not the same guy. Yeah. No. No. It's his descendant, guy. which doesn't make any sense because they don't have In the kids. movie, they make it him just named after Optimus Prime. Right, okay. they're They're like, here are the legendary Optimus like, Prime. It makes I mean, more sense know. than him being his direct descendant. Yeah, yeah. how did he turn into a gorilla? Yeah. Uh, how, how do robots how have descendants? Yeah. <laughs> There's only one girl robot. Do they all fuck her? RC's in it. Yeah. Um, she's, she's not that good. No. <laughs> Yeah, Megatron is also not the same Megatron. No. It's not Megatron, it's uh Scourge is what they Scourge, call it. Scourge, yeah. For realsies? Yeah. I don't know if yeah, it's, I, think uh, I haven't seen this show like... since I was a kid. Yeah, I think in the cartoon it's it Megatron and Omnicron. Omnitrix, what oh. is that? <laughs> Beast Wars. Omicron Percy I <laughs> Yeah, his name is uh his name is Megatron, aka yeah, Savage, yeah. Nash Teeth, Galvar, and Joe. <laughs> His name is Joe. Wow! <laughs> Don't you remember when he turned into that guy Joe for a couple of years and he had a family and it was like yeah, I guess so. this really weird fucking like tangent the cartoon went on. It he's a crazy. he's a man who transforms into a man with a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, he drove a bus. He's just, I want to be normal. Um, Shall we move on to the next episode? Yes, please. Next email. We'll do one more and then we'll take a break. We might, we'll do a part two of this. Um, <laughs> hey, Jeff, Josh and Rich. I'm not doing bits in this email. Uh, this is from uh, Ace Wizard again. Uh, they sent in you another You guys one. can't send um, multiple emails. And I guess we didn't say that. So. It's titled, Open the floodgates. It's titled Motivation Station. Um, oh. I'm not doing bits in this email. I did a lot in my last email about Uglas. So I'm just going to shoot straight. How do you guys keep motivated to write something? I find myself just absolutely drowning in Word documents that mock me with their incompleteness. It's just disheartening, you know? Plus, like... I work a full-time job, and when I get off work, I just don't want to do anything. Am I a failure because the Conan pain wheel that is capitalism has me in its iron <laughs> vice grip? Is the answer to start a podcast? Who knows? But I'd love to hear your insights. I can't I wait do have for season in- two. I hey, do have an insight here. Yeah. If I show up without a story, that's yeah. going to be a problem for everyone else involved. Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel too. Yeah. And I'm not the type of person to start something and not finish it. Like, I will do it until it's like pretty done. Like, yeah. like ni- at least ninety five percent done. I'm pretty similar, right? actually. Like, I have to. Yeah. If I start something, I have to finish it, or else I'm going to be thinking about it the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Whenever exactly. I get writer's block on a scene, I just move to a different scene. Like, I know where the story's going. Uh, I don't need to know where the transition's going. So, um, genius ass, I'm rich over I've here. I've done that once, like, and it felt so awkward. I've never done it again. <laughs> Some uh, people can't do it. Yeah. I also tend to on difficult scenes where I don't know where I'm quite going yet. I just focus on the dialogue, and if I focus on the dialogue, and the dialogue leads me to the next bit, then I go back sometimes and fill in the other bits. Oh, I do the opposite. I just focus on like mundane world things that I can 
fit jokes into mm-hmm. and make silly I'm, and just orcs humping in the background <laughs> or some shit, right? Uh, I've got an answer to one of your questions. Um, you are not a failure whatsoever. No way. Um, yeah, the, and, the an answer, world is suffering under the yoke of pain wheel of yeah. capitalism. Yeah. So. And overall, there is a genuine solution to your problem. And I feel like a lot of other people share this problem as well. And there is a, uh, a semi-foolproof, depending on how much of a dickhead you are as a person. I imagine not much because you're a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, every interaction I've had with you has been good. So mm-hmm. um, form a group. Yeah. Form a writing club. Yeah. And yeah. set a deadline for yourselves. If you're all writing, like, get together and decide, like, we're all going to write short stories. Or we're all going to work on a novel, like our own novels. And what you do is you set a deadline for a certain amount of work to be done. And that will drive you to do it because you don't want to let down your friends. And if it's easy to do that, you can do it in the Discord, right? Yeah, there's a a room for that called writing. Yeah. That's that's specifically what that room is for. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should change it to writing club or something. Yeah, why not? But... um, that's what that room is for is to form up groups so that you can write your own stories. If you're, if you are writing by yourself, you're only responsible for yourself and you, um, are gonna be allowing yourself not to do things. If you don't, if you're too tired, if you don't have the time, you won't make the time. Sometimes you can't make the time. That's understandable. But um, if you have that deadline and you have those friends and you're all sharing your stories and digging them and enjoying sharing them, it's not so much that you feel like you're going to be, oh, fuck, they're going to be mad at me if I don't do this. You're going right. to be, I can't wait to share my story and for yeah. these people to read it. And Yeah, it's a mix, it's a mix of both, right, with, yeah. with the show because it's like... You're like, oh man, this is gonna be so funny to read yeah, to them. Exactly. But also, like Jeff said, it's like, well, I can't not write this fucking yeah, story. You're right? gonna, if you're doing a podcast, you're not only leaving your friends in the lurch if you don't yeah. finish the story, you're leaving your entire audience in the lurch. The show, and, well, it, and- it works that way with the uh, writing club as well. Like, if yeah. you haven't done your part of the story, you're leaving the club in the lurch. And also, like. If you do fail, don't give yourself such a hard time. You're doing oh, that bit for free. Like you had, like you say, uh, fat, uh, Goofus, you have a uh, full-time job, and that is important. You have to do that, right? You have to do that to live. The stuff on the side, sometimes you're doing that to gain a bit of normality back. And it's nice, but sometimes there are weeks, days, months where you cannot fit that in. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to carve yourself a bit of time off. But also, you know, I don't know what else you do for fun. There are other elements to your life that you probably need as well. Like, I need occasionally to sit down and play a video game. I need occasionally to sit and watch a movie or play a board game with my wife. I need to spend time playing with Evan, who is my son. That's what they call it. What's that? Playing a board game? Yeah. Right, yeah. Playing a broad game. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's a bedroom game. But, like, I, I feel the crushing weight of responsibility as well. Like, I have only a certain amount of finite hours in the day. Um, I've got to make time for Evan. I've got to make time for my relationship. 
I've got to make time for like making my son's lunch the next day and stuff like that. I mean, and Rich is a really good every day, <laughs> every multiple times. No, what the fuck. I think Rich is a good example to follow because uh, Rich doesn't sit down and write his story all at once. He no. writes pieces yeah. of his story when he can find time to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think also a, a good thing to do is to set a little schedule for yourself. Yeah. Like, if you're having time finding it. Like, I work from home. I'm my own boss. I can fucking time, find time to do it whenever. Yeah. Uh, it's not the same way for somebody who has, like, a full-time job and other responsibilities beyond it. And not that I don't have other responsibilities beyond no. it. No. Uh, but my, my job is very up to me in a way that it mm-hmm. isn't for uh, a lot of folks. So don't beat yourself up so hard about yeah. it. Yeah. If it's like hard. you can't sit down and just crank a full story out, yeah, just it, it, it's and, hard enough to survive. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's hard enough to just live in this weird ass yeah. fucking whatever the fuck world we're living in right now that is completely antithetical to all human like existence. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, don't be don't beat yourself up. It is easier, right? It's much easier writing with other people in mind as well though. Mm-hmm. like you know like when i was writing my book i found it much harder to write than the book we have all written this year in terms of length when you think yeah. about it um for story lords it's just because i had no one to answer to but myself no one was expecting my book to come out no one was uh, putting a deadline yeah. on me you know this is like, my problem with making comics exactly honestly. <laughs> It's hard yeah, you're to much do more that. able to disappoint yourself. <laughs> this is dark because <laughs> you're used to. It. <laughs> At least I am. Uh, yeah. I'm very used to disappointing myself, okay. right? Like, oh well, I'll and just the, do it later. And I, I definitely don't want to like further bring the room down, but I will. The, Let's go out on a high. Note. When I did uh, the first issue of Inksburg, and I like, I put like a ton of work into it and everything, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Part of me expected it to like sort of because it was such a novel concept that I'd never yeah. seen before. I expected it to kind of like for me blow up anyway, like mm-hmm. yeah. uh, have like a couple hundred readers or something. And I think I counted how many people read it in like a month. On using my website's counter because it only takes mm-hmm. hits for like speci- for each person, and it was like thirteen. Yeah, and I mean that was like four months worth of work. Yeah, it's kicking the teeth. That like ruined yeah, all motivation for me to make a comic ever since, unfortunately. And I'm just uh, trying to come out of it right now. So, so don't. I guess a, a piece of, the advice to take from that is. Don't get discouraged when you do create something if it doesn't mm-hmm. live up to what you think it's going to do in yeah. any way, whether it's uh, getting people on board with it or if it doesn't meet your standards at the end. You put in the effort and you created something, and that's laudable. You mm. should, yeah, even like the um, drown the documents that are incomplete that you're drowning in. Each of those is a piece of work that you've done. And you should feel proud that you found the time and effort to put that in. And yeah, like like we're saying, maybe a group uh, working uh, for each other in that way, like a writing group, uh, mm-hmm. writing club, might help you to move beyond those incomplete pieces. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I said that too. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, Josh. For your infinite um, wisdom. You're welcome. Tipping my hat. So, I think we're agreed. We're going to pause this Q&A here, um, and then we'll do a part two of the Q&A, because we've still got an obscene amount of emails to read through. Yeah. Um, we might release them on a different schedule than we normally do, but we'll we'll arrange when we're going to meet up and do this again. I won't um, suggest prompts. I won't pull prompt bot unless we're replacing them with prompt scroll or something like that. From the what? Uh, well, that's I mean, not a thing. He's been he's been fucking useless lately. You know, like breaking down and you know. <laughs> he's been like a coat rack for me. Yeah. Just, like <laughs> turn. He was like doing the robot one day, and I just switched him off real quick, so he was stuck like in a coat rack formation you know <laughs> wait a second prompt bots at your house yeah you brought them back to me so you what's s- been in my did. closet this whole time your feelings uh, 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 <laughs> uh, you've got uh, you've got the you've got the external shell and josh has got all the inside parts <laughs> it's just been i thought it was prompt bot rattling around in my closet for the past month or so oh, that's your insecurities oh man they're usually a lot louder <laughs> they're usually a lot in the closet either for me um so we'll call this part one of our Q&A and we'll we'll figure something out off offline um, but in the meantime it would be great if you could uh, review the podcast um, send in a review to whichever uh, podcast listening device or website you use if you could uh, check out our patron a patreon at pa- oh for fuck's sake patreon.com slash in class podcast Story laws. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, also M Class Podcast. Though. Patreon.com slash story lords. Um and you can suggest prompts and get our sidecasts and uh you know read, read stories, our stories um that we will eventually put more on and that was completely my fault that we hadn't done that for Just call while. me a moron. <laughs> I mean, if the dunce cap fits, dude. Damn. <laughs> dunce cap? Is the show over now? Um, what the fuck uh, is that? What is he talking about? What, what dunce is, cap? 38? Yeah. Um, what a dunce He's cap. got a 1938 well, you, you internet a... connection. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my horse is running as fast as it can on the track outside. Um... Yeah, so, and you can check out uh, storylords.card.co for all the information about the show, the episode art, um, what we've got coming next, etc. Um, and just spread the word as far and wide as you can because we want more listeners and we can't grow the show if we can't get more people to listen to us. That was Go on Reddit, a... tell them about us on Reddit. Yeah, start some Reddit threads. That would be really great. Like, go to our podcast and be like, have you heard of this new podcast? It's great. It's not new. Or our writing story. Yeah. I'm sure there's a fucking Reddit that, uh, you know, there's yeah. millions. Of or Start mildly a- funny. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Mildly interesting is a good one. Yeah. Um, so, and, so we're going to uh, take the break for the episode now, and we'll be back in X amount of time to uh, tell you some, answer some more of your questions. We love you all. Have a fun time. Uh, be safe. Use protection. No, don't do any of this nerd <laughs> shit. <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> Go in raw. <laughs> raw dog uh, any hole you can find. Yeah, raw dog all of the holes. Raw dog the banana in the vagina. 
Now mm. I want a hot dog. Yeah, well, that's what you're having for dinner. We don't have to have that conversation now. Uh, oh, we don't. <laughs> bye, guys. We'll see you soon. Good night, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.